we did it the first time as a giggle. We felt there were too many mutants. So we did the massacre to call the, to call the herd. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we murder some mutants. How you doing, mm-hmm. Gary? I'm in a mur- mutant murdering mood. Yeah. That's hard to say. Mutant murdering mood. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're starting a new arc today. I was thinking about this uh, when I was rereading this. We are, de- like, there are connections between, like, a lot of the shit that we're covering in mm-hmm. ways that are not planned, but if we wanted to seem smart, we would say <laughs> seem uh, seem planned. Yeah. So one of the things was like uh, this: the storyline we're starting the mutant massacre uh, was, you know, it's a specific population of mutants that get killed, got killed. But there are shades of like decimation and M Day shit to mm-hmm. this. Of like, it's weird that there are just hundreds of mutants living in the sewer, and they're just really common in New York. Let's get that down to a manageable number of like a couple we can name. Yeah. Yeah. You let's know? leave Caliban and kind of scratch the rest yeah. of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let's get some other people. This is, you know, is a, a big important event in X-Men history for a lot of reasons, but it was kind of the first attempt I can, I can kind of guess of pumping the brakes on, on mutants as a, a you know, a, a, a greater minority, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, typical white man trying to keep the minority population to a manageable. One hundred percent, aka Marvel um, editorial. Uh, yeah, the metaphor Brian is too real, Bendis. Gary. We got to, we got to back. This metaphor is too real. It's, um, we were talking about actual stuff before we recorded. It fucked us up. Yep. Um, yeah. This is also. Uh, do you have you read this before? I, I must have, because some of this stuff is familiar, but it must have been like years and years and years ago. Because I don't think I got this far uh when i uh started uncanny from the from giant size number one like i don't think i Mm. I got when i did like that real big reread and i kind of fell off in australia i don't i think this is after that if i'm remembering right um so i didn't so i haven't read it recently but i definitely like remember some of the stuff that happens in it and that kind of way that you just or maybe i've just seen panels or something but i'm not very familiar with the text at all so it was interesting going back through and uh i'm not very familiar with this x factor run at all like i i I need to go back and reread a bunch of this early x factor is fucking wild yeah Uh, it's it's real weird weird, like all over the place it's a wild concept uh i remember so there was a website a long time ago called half.com uh might still exist but it was the first alternative to ebay which basically before ebay rolled out buy it now it was run by ebay for people just to sell things for cheap and uh, one of the first things I did when I had an address and disposable income was to go on there, put X-Men in the search bar and then sort price from lowest to highest. And there'd be a lot of like two or three dollar trade paperbacks with four dollar shipping. So I just bought anything that had X-Men on it. 
And like, that is how I, you know, got Fall of the Mutants and Inferno and Mutant Massacre and like all these, you know, old classic storylines, Dark Phoenix Saga, stuff like that. And then also would get really weird, like, oh, this is, I thought this was a storyline, but it's actually a reprint of the first five issues of X-Men called something different and published in Italian, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Whoops. But, but I, I, it was just really weird. Like it was the wild west. I miss it so much like as a as an experience it was really strange but i remember reading this in my early 20s and this one being one of the ones that stood out uh to me as like this is like a pretty cool story like uh cool sh- it, and it leads into very cool shit uh because ever since i was a kid i liked the uh, apocalypse and his horsemen I, um, as a as a story i don't want to take us too far off topic just right at the very beginning but do you what do you think the modern equivalent of something like getting just randomly buying X-Men books or like in my mind, like uh, unmarked VHS tape being put in the VCR and just like trying to experience something new and weird. And like, cause I just like, I don't know, man, like everything is so categorized and labeled and uh, which is in a lot of ways is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But like that, that feeling of, Oh, here is something that like nobody but me has ever experienced before. Like, why yeah. does this exist? Like I very, very rarely get that nowadays. And I'm, I'm curious if there's any kind of modern, like implementation of it it's it's not exactly the same it doesn't have the blind box thing but it's the the feeling i'm chasing when i go to thrift stores yeah okay Uh, Mm -hmm. because you know you you won't find like you know what it is you can pick it up and look at it before you buy it but i will be in a thrift store and see something i didn't know existed and it's basically the only way to have discoverability of things i did not know existed in terms of like old media i guess i get Um, this sometimes with music when i when i get tuned into a, a new artist or something and i'm like oh this is extremely my shit and then, like you look it up and like they have 400 followers on twitter and you're like oh this is nobody else's yeah. shit but my own apparently <laughs> like, this dude's gonna yeah. have a rough career <laughs> i like there's something really like kind of holy when that happens i think yeah like there, yeah. there's a band uh that did a soundtrack for a game called neon struct uh yeah. that i really like and i was like oh these guys these people will be huge and they're not yeah uh there's like you know they have like 900 views on their songs on youtube and 200 of them are me uh so <laughs> the course of the last like six years so uh yeah i like that that feeling a lot it's it, it kind of it's interesting when you move to a city so like that kind of feeling of finding weird stuff in thrift stores is actually better uh the fewer thrift stores you have in a weird way yeah i can like, see that mm-hmm. growing up in a college town is perfect because people would leave college and just get rid of all their stuff to move uh here in portland everyone's clued into it so like you find stuff like that every once in a while but like there's there's so many gary's out there just fucking truffle hunting for weird old shit like the same old weird shit and there's also like the problem i have with thrift stores down here is that uh there's just not enough weirdness like it's all like yeah crocheted confederate flags and stuff like that like i just don't (laughs) which is weird (laughs) which is which is a little weird weird. yeah that's not my particular brand uh and i've never i've never actually seen a crocheted confederate flag but that would be no no i did see a um a half confederate flag and half don't tread on me flag the other day um which i thought was yeah like on a flagpole outside of of like a person's house and i was like and so we join our houses i just i like the idea Um, that that dude couldn't afford two flags (laughs) (laughs) that's the amusing part scratching down like remnants don't tread on me but can i hold a dollar (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's very funny 
So yeah, Uncanny X Men. We're gonna murder a bunch of mutants. Uh, mutants. Uh, this starts out in Uncanny X Men two ten. Uh, if you're reading this at home and you're like me, you're gonna be like, "This doesn't feel like the start of a story. This feels like the middle of a story." Uh, in a weird way, the way that this crossover event unfolds is we're gonna be seeing the same events from different perspectives. Uh, it's not quite as bad as the beach scene from Avengers versus X Men, but uh, no. it's and I think it's very much on purpose. I'm not sure how much this was done at the at the time, but like it feels like they were kind of trying something new and, and different at the time. Uh, they were. This is this is uh, this is a historically important a uh, little bit because it is one of the first uh, like story like editorial jumping in and being like all of the X Men titles should be involved in this thing and coordinating between Chris Claremont and Louise Simonson and then Walt Simonson, who uh, was drawing uh, one of the books. And then also there's a Thor issue in this crossover. Um, and they've talked about it. Like you can look it up and, and see interviews and they're all like, yeah, it was fucking horrible as a nightmare. Like <laughs> it's so hard it. to coordinate. It's such a huge pain in the ass, um, yeah. which is why you get so many uh, at the equivalent of the beach scenes, I think is just cause you know, and they didn't, and, and as AVX taught us, they didn't really get better at it. No, no, it's because uh, yeah. it's hard to time this stuff. Like I, I'm, you know, think about any time that you've tried to roll out like an event and you have stuff scheduled yeah. to all happen at the same time and it's just impossible. And now like complicate that with a dude has to draw it first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and it has a deadline. Oh, it yeah. has a time it's coming out, you mm-hmm. know, and every deadline is contingent. Um, the it feeling like the middle of a storyline is a big 80s Claremont thing. Like he's got to wrap up or, you know, continue all of his stuff that's kind of happening before it actually gets to the demarcation point. Like they weren't written for events. Yeah. Uh, there, this is only called the mutant massacre, like in retrospect, uh, you know, or, or in total, like it wasn't, uh, this is like, this would be called, this came out now would be called like road to mutant massacre. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. the prequel or whatever. Uh, uh, this cover is very infamous. Uh, here, this John Romita Jr., all the X-Men glaring at us uh, with Texas has come on, mess with us, make our day. Um, the most pissed the X-Men have ever looked. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what happened here? Did, did Magneto, yeah. like, would, like piss in their Cheerios this morning or what? Like, I, hmm. And it's such a great time for the X-Men because they're so shitty. <laughs> yeah during this like <laughs> this, this was the thing i really loved about mutant massacre and follow the mutants so i read them it's like man these guys get fucked up yeah yeah they don't <laughs> these they guys don't are win. not good at this yeah they should like. be better at this and it makes sense <laughs> like this is during the time frame that like storm has taken over the team the original x-men aren't around uh we'll, we'll talk about them in just a little while but uh like and also storm has been depowered right like she yeah she doesn't technically have powers and the they've got you know, some young blood like Kitty Pride is on the team. She's been promoted from the new mutants, even though the new mutants are hanging around. Xavier is gone. Magneto is running the school, uh, which is, so yep. it's, it's a bunch of like kind of weird stuff happening. Um, and they, I like that Claremont like spends a little bit of time each issue, uh, dealing with some of that. Uh, like there's a, I yeah. can't remember if it's in this one or the next uncanny where storm and Wolverine, like have a moment together. Uh, and it's just, it just it makes it makes them feel like a family as opposed to a team. Yeah, it's that Claremont magic. Yep. Uh, we start off uh, in California uh, here, City of Angels, Los Angeles. Uh, the storyline is called The Morning After, and it begins with a guy named Richard getting shot in the back uh, with a, as we'll find out, a harpoon. An energy harpoon. Yeah, uh, everyone's favorite marauder. Yes. Um, 
And there's a lot of, uh, you know, typical Claremont narration here. Uh, you know, hunters and hunters, killers and victims. He was good at his job. <laughs> like that yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Now those dreams exactly. are dust. <laughs> like it's just a, yeah. it's, it's Claremont being Claremont. I don't, I don't think I need to complain about that any more than we already have no. on this podcast. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of it. It's here. If you're, if you're looking for that, it's right here. It, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, and we have a, a Morlock you'll recognize. She was in the cartoon. She's the one where her uh, her head, she has this huge hair and her face, and it's this big multicolored uh, thing. I can't remember her name. I have a hard time remembering Morlock names. Uh, but she's die, he's died, and she's upset about it, and he's saying, you know, run. You know, you have to get away. Uh, you can't save me. And uh, he's staying there, you know, about to die uh, when a crew rolls up. We don't know who these people are yet, but it's the Marauders, and they summarily execute him. Um, uh, as she's escaping and she escapes by uh folding herself flat as a sheet of paper so she has to be like her name is like ream or yeah. hammerbill is, uh, yeah hammer <laughs> 30 pound uh, 30, 30 pound, pound off-white <laughs> yeah tri- triple punch yeah uh, the uh legal Imagine naming yourself Triple Punch and then like getting into a fight and they're like, wait, <laughs> well, hold up. Where are the punches? Have you seen these stylish holes I have on my side? Put me in a binder. Um, the, uh, so she, she escapes and this is all part of the Marauders plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they reference like, oh, I hope Malice is having as much fun with her excitement or her assignment. And we cut over to uh, dyed hair Dazzler, yep. uh, who always throws me. Uh, struggling with a Moog keyboard case, which I would love to see what uh, what keyboards inside there. Yeah, go to that uh, uh, go to that synthesizer YouTube channel who, who that, that mm, English mm. dude that just collects synthesizers and demonstrates how to use them. Like, and this is Dazzler, uh, and she made this song on it. I need I love it. it. Uh, she's with her with her new band uh, here. Um, you know, with and they're all like, "Hey, you know, we we've done all of our our roadieing and stuff for the day. Do you, let's let's party." You know, the band's going to get down and, and get busy. She doesn't want to do it. Yeah. She's not feeling it. And she kind of snaps at him. Uh, but she's under a lot of pressure because the reason her hair has died is that she's not Dazzler because Dazzler has been outed as a mutant and mutants aren't, it's not cool to be a mutant right now. Uh, so she's pretending to be Lila Shaney, uh, which so she's, yes. she's, she's basically pretending to be somebody else. And this is putting a, a whole lot of pressure on her, uh, which we get via a whole lot of text as her thought and thought bubbles. Uh, and, you know, just kind of laying the, giving us the shape of the land when, um, surprise, malice jumps out of the mirror. Um, yeah. And, uh, kind of starts choking her. And then what happens is we get a, like a panel that just says the words get away as Dazzler lashes out. And then as she wakes up, she, she thinks like, you know, malice is gone. And she's like, oh, I, I made this blast so intense that it, like, I passed out. Uh, but then she, and she kind of comments like, oh, I like this choker that I have on now without realizing that Malice was the one that put it on her. Yeah. I cannot remember Malice's direct relationship to the choker. Uh, I think she just hides out in it. Sure. And then pops out to control people. But it's very funny that she digimorphs into like a a piece of jewelry, haunted jewelry. Uh, Malice is one of the weirder marauders that doesn't show up a lot of times in like marauder reboot stuff, probably because of her power being a magic necklace. The, uh, Um, in Supernatural, a dude uh, as a ghost like died and he his like hold on the earth was like a flask that he drank out of because he was i guess he was an alcoholic um okay and like there was a, a joke where they were like well you know we don't want the ghost interfering with us so we'll just 
leave the flask and leave the room. <laughs> and I, like, I feel like that same thing has happened to Malice several times where somebody's just been like, oh, yeah. see you later, Malice. We're just going to put the she, choker she, in the she, bathroom and bye. She's woken up in so many Goodwills. <laughs> like, fuck. Why does <laughs> like, this keep happening? Just uh, biding her time. I'm imagining a camera panning across a bunch of stuff in a Goodwill until it gets to a choker that has like big, like twinkly eyes. You, you know, know like the googly eyes like <laughs> we're making uh we're making jokes but this thing this exact thing ha- happened to ant-man in uh in game like this is how he's sp- he spawned in game <laughs> he just showed up <laughs> this, uh, very true actually the uh hire us uh we cut over to manhattan uh here and uh rogue flying through it uh yes. here um and she notices the new x-factor building uh here this is around the time where the x-men this might be the first time the x-men and the and x-factor meet each other they don't reveal each other's secret to each other just yet i don't think Mm-mm. but um and she's flying yeah. around looking for the phoenix uh not gene gray phoenix but rachel summers phoenix uh there was just a fight and it seems like rachel uh like just jetted in the middle of it and kind of left them to fend for themselves uh so she's like ripped up she's got ripped up clothing um, and she's kind of thinking like, you know, it was probably my fault, but also she's an X-Men, we're a team, we should be together. And then she sees like some dudes falling off of a uh, uh, catwalk, I guess is what you would call it. Um, yeah, some scaffolding. Scaffolding. Uh, and she does the X-Men thing. She goes over there and like, you know, saves the ca- saves the scaffolding first because that's going to be like be mm-hmm. dangerous and then <laughs> saves the people, um, which is very yeah. funny to me. I mean, she, it makes I sense. W- yeah. but I, I would love to, to re- uh, just re-dialogue this comic with like scaffolding is valuable scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, have her scream that out <laughs> like, somebody worked really hard on this <laughs> i can't let their insurance premiums go up <laughs> <laughs> uh you know she uh she lands and the person who saved her uh is just very like smitten with her you know because this big strong woman came and saved you out of the sky and she's all torn up like a barbarian uh at this point and he's like, I could kiss you. And she's, you know, ha ha rogue. You know, I would like that kiss, any kiss, but I don't dare the instant anyone's flesh touches mine. Like she's just restating things for us. Yes. Uh, here. Um, and similar to Dazzler, she looks in her reflection and is like, I look awful. Yeah, this sucks. Uh, I, yeah, I was really expecting another malice to pop out of here. Uh, just This is the sort of lady X one look in the mirror and they're like, ugh. And then malice gets them. Uh, but instead we get a fashion show. Yeah, uh, here she she decides to get uh, new new threads. Guest artist Kevin Wada makes an appearance to, to yeah. give us all the fashion <laughs> that we need. Oh, I wish. Um, uh, and this this is this is very cute. I actually like really like the third outfit that she decides on, like the the green top and the light green top mm-hmm. and like the the big chunky belt in the middle. Um, the the red one makes her look like a like a flight attendant, which like is, a f- fucking future stewardess. Yeah, like yeah. she's gonna welcome us to a space station. Exactly. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's really bizarre. Uh, the um yeah she she's you know she's buying stuff uh she she walks up to the makeup counter like can you save this face it's real cute uh they put on way too much makeup oh yeah and they cake her up like a like a weird doll uh and people are looking at her and they recognize her as one of the mutants as one of the x-men she was flying around and stuff and eventually a bigot comes in and, and yells at her and the guy who uh she saved leaps to her defense yep like it, it it's all you know good fun classic x-men shit 
Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit more, like, while all of this is happening, uh, the guy is, like, kind of threatening her, saying, I'll call X-Factor and they'll deal with you. Uh, so we don't really, yes. if, coming into this cold, we don't really know what, like, X-Factor's role is yet. Um, so, but, you know, it's kind of hinted that they are dealing with mutant problems. Um, and it, instead of It's this, hinted, and then she dry, she flies past a bus ad that spells it out. Yes, also that. I love it. With <laughs> with just Cyclops on it. Is that just Cyclops? Is that just like a, <laughs> yeah, like just, a, like he just went to a yeah, photo yeah. booth and got a non-smiling picture of himself to put on a bus like that's yeah yeah <laughs> it's just cyclops this uh, definitely feels like it, it, uh like yeah. beast is like doing the graphic design is my passion as far as the billboard design goes <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's it's so much text for the side so of a bus text dude. It's like it's so this, much. this was flying by it's like mute what <laughs> like there's um a, there's a, a really nerd. awful billboard in Baton Rouge right now, uh, and I think I think it's funded by the police, but it's definitely funded by like government people or something. Um, and it says it's it's very similar to this. There's a headline that says uh, there are no violent weapons, only violent people. And I'm like, well, first mm. off, that's not true. <laughs> but then there's just yeah. like, and I'm on the interstate doing you know 70 miles an hour, and I'm just like, mm. and I'm like, I there's like 10 lines of text underneath it. Kind of, I mean, probably, <laughs> assumedly trying to justify that there are no violent weapons thing. And I'm like, uh, like it's just so small. And I'm like, why to, are you doing this? This is dumb. You're supposed to stop and salute it. I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then read it as your as one tear falls from your eye and you hum the national anthem. Also, I'm just begging people uh, to look up the definition of weapon. This ad that she passes, it kind of explains X Factor a little bit. Uh, they're investi- it says mutant investigations, resolutions. Yeah, be fearful. You know, you just call our team of experts and we'll come. You know, we're, we'll talk about X Factor's whole thing next issue. Uh, this. But she, she's flying home. She passes. We cut over to home where Ilyana is in her room or in uh, Colossus's room. And Colossus comes in uh, here yep. uh, to he's, check in on her. He's wearing his original X-Men uniform, which he calls New Wave, which is very yep. funny to me. <laughs> Colossus is such a dork. Uh, growing I, up, I never realized how dorky Colossus was. I just assumed that he was strong. And because he had this um, extremely problematic relationship with Kitty Pride, like I wanted to have I was, when I was 13, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's the coolest guy. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it when when he's just a fucking art nerd. Yeah, me too. Man. Like, it's very just, funny. Just, yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but like a lot of the joy of reading seventies and eighties X-Men is just how much these guys suck. Yeah. They're just, just fucking, they're, dorks. They're fucking dorks. They're yeah. not good at this. You so know, good. it's just love to watch them fail. The, the, you know, superheroes don't fail thing is more modern. You know, that's like the last 10 years or so. Yeah. But even like I'm reading uh old Avengers shit. I started reading uh the Kang dynasty mm-hmm. last night. Cause I realized I had never read it and it's one of the new Avengers movies uh and stuff and it's late 90s and like this whole like captain america cannot fail he can only be failed is new uh he's fucking up constantly (laughs) all of them are fucking up (laughs) kang and kang's shitty son just comes down and just bodies them instantly no problem uh it's it's you know we're the avengers who fucking cares um so he he's uh angsting around all this stuff and and talking to Ilyana, talking about rachel yes you know uh, they're very upset about what happened. They got into a fight. I think I can't remember who they fought with, but 
everyone's still kind of reeling from that. Uh, Nimrod is the is the answer. Nimrod. To that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, and also of note, uh, Nightcrawler disappeared. They they don't know if he's alive or dead either. Um, yeah. So everyone is kind of like upset, and they're talking about Kitty specifically being like kind of blaming herself for all this. Uh, Kitty, meanwhile, is using her phasing powers extremely carefully to uh, reassemble and tweak Cerebro. Um, I really like the idea that she can like phase into a computer and then like but phase just enough to grab something to bring into the computer to plug in. Like that's just a real neat, like everyday use of powers that I can, I can dig. Every year since I've been, since I was like 15, when I've had to do work putting together a cabinet or something, and I've had to be up under a desk, Mm -hmm. it's gotten harder. Oh yeah. Every single year. If I could just phase into it, like this is Kitty's best power. (laughs) Imagine her putting together an entertainment center and it just being the easiest thing in the world. I'm just picturing yeah. like uh, every time I have to kneel down. This wow, this is gonna be old man chat for a little bit. But like yeah. every time I have to kneel down, I could just face through the floor and then just open it. And, yeah. and, you know what I'm saying? Like never have to yeah. kneel down again. I can get right into the back yeah, of those cabinets. Absolutely. Yeah, just sink down to where your waist. You know, you're like a, a centaur, but instead of a horse body, you have the floor. Oh man, finding that uh, last sponge underneath the sink just got a whole lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Oh my god, <laughs> the ergonomics of being Kitty Pride would be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like. <laughs> The, the uh she's gonna make a great old woman someday um, um she is uh modifying cerebro so it works with uh for not just telepaths uh, so that anybody can use it um which is yep. a cool thing um and then she's also doing some some angsting because you know she's ever all of the x-men are a little kind of thrown by this fight that they had with nimrod um and uh she's interrupted of course by colossus and iliana um and uh she kind of like it's basically like oh i want to i want an ice cream sundae and, and, and peter is like oh that's disgusting and i'm like how is it i mean maybe you don't want She's, one but it's not well, disgusting says it. it's oh, not yeah. peter it's real weird like the other little girls like you know fudge quad scoop sunday banana split you know gross and then gloss like do not change the subject kitty <laughs> very funny um yeah not disgusting Yes. Uh, but yeah, she she's going off about Rachel, you know, like uh, Rogue was like, oh, this is my fault. I have to help Rachel. I have to, you know, save her and find her. Kitty's mad at Rachel. Yeah. Like she abandoned us. We needed her. We almost died. Uh, maybe Nightcrawler has died, but the Phoenix just thought of herself. Jetted out. Bullshit. And, and this all this whole thing is interrupted when uh, the newly activated Cerebro goes off. So there's a, a the bip alarm. The bip 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 alarm goes off. Bip 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 bip. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to go check in on the the current leader of the team, Magneto, uh, who is floating yeah. down to the street on beams of magnetic force, and then uses his uh, special metal metal fiber, comfortable as cloth, resilient as body armor uh, suit to change it into uh, like a just a normal three piece, uh, which is yeah. I mean, I know, I know we have to have excuses for everything, and I, I, comic books are famous for that. But man, that's just a—you're just wearing metal yeah. clothing. That's that's dope, I guess. And and, and your metal, your your magneto powers allow you to change the color and shape of it. Yeah, uh, which is not what metal does. This is this is uh, also uh, the era of Magneto where he just wore the full length like magenta suit with a huge collar. <laughs> You know, it's not even the big M it, yeah. it, it, with the sleeveless. It's it's like his whole body is covered. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not particularly good. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's he needs to make sure nobody sees him. You've heard of no homo, but no homo superior. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he, he's uh, he's landing outside the uh, the Hellfire Club. Yep. Here. Um, and 
this is this is nearby where the fight uh between uh that the x-men just had is and uh on the streets the cops have uh requested x-factor and we see the team for the first time in their uh little matching uniforms um and it's just clear like at first sight that that's they're all the original <laughs> x-men like that's just it. this is who they are like cyclops is wearing red glasses gene has red hair there's a guy with like obvious wings stuffed into a backpack or whatever like this yeah. is everybody it's, thinks that these are so like mutant, stupid mutant hunting <laughs> like humans and it's like no 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 those are just they're all wearing matching uniforms no humans do that if they can get out of it yeah. I promise <laughs> so like yeah no th- th- those are x-mans you've seen x-mans before uh the uh magneto lands and he notices like it's you know it's it's x-factor that's real weird x-factor sees him is like oh shit it's magneto and then magneto's like oh shit those are the x-men uh they can't believe they betrayed charles xavier's ideals uh with this uh you know because as far as he knows they they left for a while and then these guys came back and these guys are bad guys they hunt down mutants yes um no uh he's heading into the hellfire club here where they're sitting at their dorky uh card table uh basically um and they're talking about how you know how powerful they are and basically they're inviting magneto to join you know do you want to be the white king of the Hellfire Club, and Magneto says, "Fuck you and fuck this shit." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you, and you guys are constantly being dicks. Yeah, the, you guys suck. Like, you know, the, the White Queen constantly tries to kill my new my students, like almost all the yeah. time. The Black Queen is is uh, Celine or whatever. Uh, she tries to kill the X Men all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this stuff is okay. Um, and she's like, "Oh no, the Phoenix tried to murder me," and he's like, "Oh, you know, she probably had a good reason." They're all fighting. Yeah. And, uh, and but he, Sebastian gives no. his pitch, which is like, hey, we've been on the opposite sides, uh, but there's something different coming along and we need to work together so that we can both survive. Like we're all mutants, basically. Like we need to we need to sort this out so that we can fi- figure out how to deal with the accursed X factor, which is just very funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's five guys in matching outfits. Um, We got to get them. But basically, you know, pragmatic approach mm-hmm. uh, here. And uh Magneto says he'll think about it uh, and he'll have the X-Men think about it. Um, We cut over to a warehouse on the Hudson River uh, where people are chasing a mutant uh, and it's revealed this is Nightcrawler uh, in kind of a, you know, shadow of his first appearance. Yes. Um, You know, him, he's being chased by an angry mob this time in a warehouse instead of uh, in Munich. Uh, They're throwing bottles at him and shit. Uh, And just as he's getting overwhelmed, uh, magic Kitty Pride and Colossus teleport in. Yep. Since they found him on Cerebro. Kitty Pratt, or excuse me, Ileana still looks like she's just wearing her, like, you know, hangout clothes. Like, none of them came in, in uniform. Uh, but mm-hmm. she specifically, for some reason, just looks like she's wearing, like, pajama pants for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's going down to the, the plaid pantry. Um, Kitty says, like, hey, grab him and go. Let's get the fuck out of here. But Peter is going to make this a teachable moment. Uh, so he, he <laughs> jumps down uh, in between Nightcrawler and this approaching mob and starts, like, basically telling them off. Like, hey, you know, is he some sort of criminal? Like, why does he deserve this? Um, and eventually Kitty jumps up, too, after they say, like, you know, he's a, he's a monster. And he's like, oh, really? Like, he just looks like a monster? And then talks about... Uh, how her whole family was was murdered in gas chambers because the Nazis said the Jews were monstered because they were it was yeah. quote unquote obvious. Um, it's really like 
I, I, was, I told Autumn as I started reading this because uh, she was asking me what we were doing for the show. And I was like, I'm, I don't know if it's 100% for sure, but they, there's definitely a moment where Kitty Prods like compares the word beauty to the N-word. And I hope that that's not <laughs> what we have to deal with on the podcast. Like, I hope that's not in this. And she's like, I hope not, too. And she's like, does she say the N-word or does she say the word? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It is clearly spelled out hard R at the end. It's not like it's it's the whole thing. And she's like, in a comic book? I'm like, Chris Claremont was crazy homie <laughs> it, it, it was the 70s ah it was the 80s I, the uh yeah it's it's a it's so the scene is so funny uh, about this because like obviously that's the metaphor you know mm-hmm. uh that they have and and kitty's right that they should not hate the mutants and there are parallels you know with the holocaust you know all fair uh at the same time like that boy I don't even know. I, I don't know if I want to get into these weeds. Yeah, we, just, we do there, not have a, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we do not have to. It's just, uh, it's funny for other reasons, too. Uh, it's very funny to me that uh, Colossus is like, oh, I'm just so frustrated by this bigotry. Why? Why are you being a bigot? And the X-Men do this every issue. Like, a different X-Men takes a turn just being like, why? Yeah. Why can they not understand us? And at some point, like, you just never just accept that, that people are kind of shitty. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I went. Uh, I worked. My first job was working at a telephone survey place, and there was like this. Uh, you know, you call and you, we had to ask people very intrusive questions about their health, uh, for the state, and people hated that, of course. And uh, worked with a guy, this little nerd, and every time somebody would hang up, he'd go, "She hung up on me." <laughs> <laughs> and like to everyone around <laughs> it's like that's what we're getting paid to do man yeah yeah like, of course yeah. she did it happens to <laughs> it happens to me a hundred times a day uh you know how how are you not used to it yet uh yeah colossus is like that this he, sweet sweet little himbo and and you know and kitty pride is too because she she steps up here and like yeah. does the same thing um and uh it, it it's i think that at this point people hadn't quite realized that the metaphor wears thin um, after a little bit uh, and yeah. uh, and especially extending it to like where like she feels like she can use the N word is very hilarious to me. Um, and well, it's just, she, it's she's just, fake. She, she's a made up character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah, why yeah. she shouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it's this weird thing where it's like if Kitty Pride were a real person and we're making this argument and we're suffering oppression that, you know, that's arguable. Uh, just Chris, Chris Claremont, inventing somebody to do this thing is not wait so are you know? we are we saying that chris claremont uh invented rachel uh was it was that chick's name rachel dolezal in the 80s oh my god i hate this timeline <laughs> bring on age of apocalypse already <laughs> the age of dozil uh well no uh, I also, it, this made me wonder, and I'm sure it has happened, but do you know if uh, Kitty and Magneto have ever compared notes about both being Jewish people very affected by the Holocaust? Oh, that'd be super, I'd be super curious about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. remember a panel offhand, but like that would be, because she is so, uh, like, I think she, she, I mean, we've never explored this in any other media but the comics, but like, it's something that she holds on to in the comics quite a bit. And I would be real curious, like, since he lived through that, if that was something that she can if they have ever talked about right because i feel like she especially with the white queen she has so much bad history with the white queen that she never ever trust emma and that that, like 
relationship like that that lack of a relationship i guess extends even into the modern day comics quite a bit but i've never i've never it, seen that with it's Magneto. like the defining yeah yeah it, it's her defining villain relationship but if they've i feel like they have a lot to talk about yeah absolutely you know? Uh, this ends um, with everybody being all of the humans get told off and they learn a lesson and they go home and watch the Cosby show and everybody's happy. Um, and then, yeah. and then <laughs> the, the big reveal though, is that Nightcrawler, uh, can't teleport. He's, he's lost his powers for some reason, whatever he went through has, has sapped him from the ability to teleport. Yeah. Uh, this is not going to be, he's going to be shitty at it for a while. Yeah. You know, uh, we uh we head over uh to Wolverine and Storm, the last two ex you know major X Men here who haven't checked in on this issue. We're also looking for Rachel. That's what everyone's doing. Um, they're checking the Shakespeare in the Park festival. Yeah, of course. Uh, to see if Rachel's taking a show. Uh, there, there's nobody there now, you know. Uh, but this is where the trail leads. You know, this is where the scent is, and this is where she disappeared. You know, uh, Wolverine cannot follow, and uh. Storm says, you know, is there nothing we can do? And Wolverine being a badass is like, I figure I did enough. I nearly killed her. You know, uh, she was trying to murder the black queen. Should I have lit her? Yeah. Uh, do it, you know? And he's basically, everyone's just angsting in this issue. Big angsty issue. Wolverine's doing the thing of like, you know, is this ends justify the means, you know, should I be the weapon I am or whatever? And storm reminding him to be a human and live for the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Hey, you don't have to do that. Like we're a team and you know, you, you should follow my lead and you should, you should live by these ideals. Um, and no matter what happens, like, I'm just going to need you there. And they, they kind of hold hands, uh, like grasp hands. And, like, and he says, I will be all the way to the end. Um, and yeah. I, I like this a lot. Cause it's kind of a, at the time, like storm and Cyclops right before this had some like back and forth about who should be the team leader. Uh, and it just like a, a show of solidarity that Wolverine's just like, yep, you got this, um, is, is nice. Yep. I like it a lot. Uh, we cut back uh, to our flat lady. Tommy. From the beginning. They Tommy. Fin they finally you. named her. <laughs> yeah. Could not remember her name. Uh, she was making her way back from L.A. You know, she riding the rails uh, to the Morlocks. And she gets there only to get a zap in the back as well. Yeah. Uh, because the Marauders let her go to follow her. To find more uh, mutants. Um, and they kill her. They, they, we, we see a big old boom yeah. as they shoot her, uh, presumably in the face. Uh, and we are teased with next massacre, um, which is going to continue in uh, X Factor twelve, I think. Uh, no, number nine. Number nine. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, number nine. No, it's a. Uh, and this we can kind of we keep hinting about. We can finally explain X Factor. So like Scott Summers, you know Phoenix. Uh, everyone thought she died. She went into a space cocoon at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Scott Summers met a woman named Madeline Pryor who looked exactly like Jean. And just immediately married her. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all relate. Uh, no, we can't, we can't. Everyone, this is the reason why everyone hated Scott for forever. Um, he did this, and then Gene came back, and he was just like, oh, what do I do? There's two identical women who I love. Uh, and Gene convinced him to leave his wife and child uh, to keep working on Xavier's dream. And that is how X-Factor started. Uh, the concept of X-Factor is that they pretend to be mutant hunters. Uh, but when somebody calls and says, Hey, I got a mutant, they actually go over there and go like, Hey, we're actually on your side <laughs> and then recruit the mutant and they become something called the exterminators. Uh, this is like where Richter came from, um, is probably the biggest name mm -hmm. mutant who's still around from that, that era. But this is also like rusty and skids and Artie and leech and, uh, a bunch of, bunch of little fucked up little freaks, bunch of little guys uh, joined just a bunch Whiz of kid, just a bunch of little guys. 
Um, yeah. And so we're going to jump in X Factor number nine, which shows the uh, X Men or the X Factor team in their Exterminator uniforms, which are different than the dorky uh, human uniforms, fighting yes. uh, what is clearly the Brotherhood of Evil, uh, um, and also Spider Woman, who is uh, I to- yes. totally <laughs> forgot was she, in the Brotherhood the of Evil for a while. At this point, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I forgot <clears throat> the Exterminator. So these Exterminators, when it's not Rusty Collins, or when they pretend to be mutant terrorists, so when they have to do superhuman superhero stuff. They dress up as these exterminators, but that's also who Rusty Collins and Skids and Richter are. Yep. So it's, it's pretty confusing uh, at this point. So these guys, the Brotherhood, this is Freedom Force, um, which is where uh, the government offered the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants a pardon in exchange for doing their bidding, basically. Yes. For going to collect mutant yep. criminals, quote unquote. Uh, so, yep. um, and this is the pretty classic Brotherhood team, right? It's led by Mystique and we've got Blob and Pyro and um, uh, Avalanche. Avalanche and Spider-Woman. <laughs> Everyone definitely she, remembers this. Class- <laughs> yes. yeah, she's always in the uh, Evil Mutants. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you are you up on any of the Battle of the Atom stuff after like the, the um, there's a like when they bring the young X-Men into the future or into like the present, I guess uh, they get invaded by a future Brotherhood of Evil. And it's like okay. shitty Xavier's child, shitty Wolverine's kid. Like it's those like the like Ray's, mm. I think, is the shitty Wolverine kid. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just man like i just they're, they're just shitty brotherhood of evil like they're not cool at all <laughs> like zorn is there that chick have, god the molly from the <laughs> runaways is like all like grown up and looks like she's an overwatch character for some reason like it's just really oh. fucking weird man <laughs> um and the, and, the, and the big twist well i won't go into the big twist but it's just it's just yeah. a very it's just a very weird time that made me like reminisce of like oh the brotherhood of evil just used to be a bunch of fucks <laughs> and i like and i like a bunch of fucks doing some fucking mercenary stuff. assholes yeah yeah just just douchebags who don't want to get executed by the state you know and we'll do anything to not be um i i really like uh mystique whenever she uses her powers for fun yes uh when so there it starts with them converging on uh rusty and skids here and since they're representing the government she turns into uncle sam of course uh god i would do that all the time if i were mystique oh my god dude. like how come mystique and wolverine don't get along better because he loves that shit he loves that he loves um, i mean morph it was one of his favorite people of all time so like yeah. he has to I mean, love this he doesn't stuff. like her what mm-hmm. if mystique turned into the hamburglar at a moment's notice you know what i'm saying Ooh, right i would do it whenever i eat a hamburger if every, I every single t- i would go to mcdonald's and just be the hamburger like that would be like a Dude. solid year after i discovered my powers is going to the restaurant and pretending to be the mascot while i yes. order food it's the big boy <laughs> do we have to do we have to, like everybody who's working there straightens their tie and shit because a, a photorealistic big boy showed up oh my god it's jack and he's in a box <laughs> and just like everyone's like oh shit sir uh <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Like, come this right this way the tacos are not <laughs> like, greasy enough put more grease there's tacos son <laughs> yeah there's thing you can do to add tater tots to this taco oh uh, man sure yeah I, 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 i've never thought about that before but turning into a mascot as a as a cheer as a shapeshifter is very hilarious to me like that's very funny like oh shit mayor good. mccheese is here flush the drugs yeah you know and there would be a weird <laughs> like, moment where you would you would think that the mayor mccheese is a is an outfit and then like the more you look at it you're like you yes. slowly realize like with uh, creeping horror that it's actually like skin and fur and you're just like completely yes. weirded out oh it, my god if if we if let's say i get this power uh-huh. okay uh and you are willing to eat a small amount of hair 
you and I can have a very good time <laughs> because what I will do is I'll be Mayor McCheese uh-huh, uh-huh. and you can be like Deputy Fries or whatever. And then I will make my hair turn into a part of my burger face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then when somebody's like, you're just a costume, you can then take a knife to my face, peel off a piece of bread and just eat it and eat it. Yeah. And just be like, no, no, he's the real fucking deal. This is like the, and then we could <laughs> get dissected on a government table. This is the third, uh, I think the second or third time that I've been on a duck feed podcast where we start talking about cannibalism. Like me, <laughs> me and Cole had a whole thing on the venture brothers episode where I was at, where I was like, and somebody added me on Twitter about it. It's like, are you just like saying that cannibalism is cool? I'm like, no, I'm just saying that I wouldn't, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be bothered about it. If I heard about it later, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's a good, I think it's well, a good point. Hair. That's not cannibalism yeah well i mean it's still gross i don't know if i would eat your hair though gary i'm gonna be real honest with you like I even don't... even to really freak out some some, some teenagers <laughs> some, some poor people <laughs> what, how who are just desperately trying to get, get a, to make a job hair, i feel like that's not i feel like that's just two steps above like the drive-through pranks that you see on fucking uh tiktok yes. nowadays like it's not yeah. i would want to i guess we should go to the <laughs> mcdonald's you, you headquarters what, Jeremy, and I, make that joke <laughs> i'm gonna correct you and say it's more than two steps above because it involves magic shapeshifting <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair. That, that's at least that's many steps. That's, that's some steps above uh, that. Yes, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, it would be, it'd be incredible to show up at McDonald's as the hamburger, like, yeah. Uh, um. Anywho, <laughs> resting Rusty and Skids. Uh, Rusty shoots fire. Mm-hmm. Skids uh, can do force fields and then can slide around on them. There's no friction yeah. on their force fields. That's them. They these these two hung around the periphery of X Men for like. 10 years they're a big part of the first uh x-force arc and stuff too like they end up becoming acolytes but they never did anything yeah they're such weird characters they're they they but they seem boring in this right like they're just like yeah two people or, or whatever um and as all of this is happening as the as as the foundation is like you know they're having this fight avalanche is calling it's causing you know earthquakes and they're trying to get away here come human x-factor um yes uh just <laughs> running into the park all dressed up yeah these fucking outfits look a crowd let's see what it's about um you know uh you know they're running uh they're there and they're they're talking about uh if uh oh you know i hope uh rusty's not over there mm-hmm. uh you know because it because it'd be bad you know i have fantasies of fifth avenues and fifth avenue in flames uh here everyone is calling out like oh it's the mutant hunters and they're contrasting they go by some police and the police are like oh you guys are here you guys are great makes me proud to be human yeah you know the, the irony is just very thick humans first says nypd first. <laughs> no. um, uh and he said he's like why didn't you summon the the avengers he's like yeah because i don't trust them like which is real weird uh here um they're talking to each other using psychic powers uh here uh, or whispering, I can't tell what these these word balloons mean. But they're just like, isn't this fucking weird? They don't know that we're X Factor. Like this is issue nine, motherfuckers. Like <laughs> you get used to something. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to happen quite a bit. Um, yeah. uh, but they're they're all distracted uh, because this is as we mentioned earlier. Like we're going to see several of these like scenes from different angles. This is when Magneto is entering the Hellfire Club, and they spot Magneto, and Gene's like, let's go fuck him up <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's Magneto. We've got to punch him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just, we do. he's wearing a normal suit. He could just be a guy. I don't know, but let's go punch him in his yeah. face. Um, There's an old man. And he, Gene makes the point of, like, like he's, guys, a, he's a villain. They should all get on a newsletter. Like, he's running the school. Yeah. Do you guys not know this at this point? 
Hey, dude, there's no like, Facebook. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah, folk. I guess that's true. The, the best way to keep up with everybody was to, was like the yearly Christmas card. <laughs> like, yeah, I I would like to see the the Magneto Christmas card that he sends with the New Mutants and the X Men, just sternly looking. Uh, I I guess X Factor wouldn't get one. Yeah. Well, I this guess is where he finds out who they are. Warren Worthington so. seems like a Christmas card kind of dude. Like I could see him. Yeah. I could see him going hard on the paint on like, and then Beast. I mean, Hank. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that that is true. Um, and they like they're they're building this thing where the X Factor believe that since Magneto is running the X Men, that the, all of the X Men have been compromised. Um, and they just believe this, and they do not pick up a telephone or send a card and like ask Wolverine anything. Like they just believe it, it and. They, they straight up, they see him going into the building and they're like, he's taking the place of Xavier and the X-Men and the X-Men's new leader just openly joined the villainous Hellfire Club. Like, you know, he fucking joined it. Yeah. The, he just goes in to say no. <laughs> Jesus, Scott. Um, yeah. Uh, then they remember that they have to actually go save Rusty and his kids. Uh, so we, we cut over to those two who are uh, running through the park when they get trapped up by Spider-Woman's webs. Um, and, and here comes the blob. The blob has like a, a real, uh, blob attitude about this whole thing. Like all he really wants to do is just fuck people up. Like he's just, that's all he's, yeah. he's focused on right here. Um, which is fun. I like that for him. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of love the blob. I do too. For that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, uh, it's real good. Um, you know, so there, uh, he doesn't burn, you know, Rusty's shooting him with, with fire, you know, uh, it doesn't, doesn't work. Um, Pyro's there as well. Fucking with the fire. Um, but then he gets a, a rock in the head, uh, because the people have risen up inspired by X factor, uh, you know, to these people like, Hey, these, these guys must be bad guys. They're not the fantastic four. Look at them. You know, uh, at one point they're like, you know, the fantastic four aren't all bad. The fantastic few ain't fantastic four ain't muties says who, uh, I don't know. <laughs> everyone's real dumb yeah uh in this issue yeah the everyone forgot everything the crowd work uh of just everybody hating mutants it's, it's just very like it's it's just they're doing so much to like belabor the point that it's just like okay we get it we, we yeah okay 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 yeah. okay yeah yeah um, it's coordinated enough to coordinate enough to show the same event from multiple angles but not enough so they are like okay did you cover this point okay i don't have to cover it exactly you know yeah um so. mystique decides to uh handle the situation first step transform from being uncle sam back into mystique which is <laughs> <laughs> like whoa 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 i'm actually an evil lady with skulls on her belt yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, i'm not i'm, I'm not totally I'm not safe i work for the government yeah. i have skulls on my belt <laughs> yeah uh and i love uh destiny saw a vision of mystique getting hit in the head with something so dives to push her out of the way of a bottle mm-hmm. like it's real small ball for seeing the future <laughs> um, don't step there there's some poison ivy thank you thank you Destiny. <laughs> just, i appreciate it oh you i am indebted uh blob stands in front they're throwing eggs now everyone brought eggs of course they did uh here you know uh and blob gets sick of this shit and just like slaps somebody out of the way you know mystique's trying to maintain control but blob's like hey they're fucking throwing eggs at us like what are we gonna do let them bury us in eggs you know uh th- this distraction is enough for rusty and skids to kind of recover uh while x factor shows up i just blob just drastically point. overestimating the amount of eggs it would take to bury him i think <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean that would be like many at least a dozen dozen at least a dozen dozen eggs so yeah what are they gonna do find all the eggs in the city put them into a big vat ridiculous batter me up and fry me eat me dick first what is it mystique what's gonna happen the x factor shows up 
uh, and sees everybody like stoning them and throwing eggs and tries to put a stop to it. Um, and uh, the humans are like, well, why should they get all of the fun? If you know, why should you get all of the fun? Like we would we would have hurt some mutants too. It's a, I, I like that they, Jean uses her powers to shield them from the eggs and stuff. And Scott's just like, it's a high tech force screen. Uh, I don't know why any mutant has not thought of this before. <laughs> uh, just like, um, and uh, Mystique goes to arrest them, you yes. know, or the, uh, you know, the, the, rather the people who, who fucked with them. Like we were doing government work. Here's my government ID. Uh, we're attempting to apprehend a felon and you fucked with it. Yes. You know, this is the big reveal. However, while this has happened, Rusty and Skids have gotten away. Yep. And they are headed into the sewers. Uh, Skids is going to take him to the Morlocks. Um, but uh, we, we're going to finish up with some mutants first because we only get a couple of panels of that and we go right back to the park. <clears throat> yep. Uh, basically, just them not really talking, you know, and not just really fighting. Like, Freedom Force, like, hey, we have government immunity we're gonna leave and axe factor being like this sucks we shouldn't we should i hate that we have to let them leave you know but at least rusty escaped for now uh but they are gonna be in pursuit uh destiny saw where rusty went yes um and they the x factor gets uh i can't remember this chick's name now but uh it's one of claremont's trish like tilby trish tilby it's one of uh you know claremont's kind of pet characters where she's a news reporter and she wants to you know hey does, does the x factor stand for this like not for vigilantism despite advertising Cle- certainly not for murder like uh, you know she's basically questioning them on their morals which like hey good yeah. somebody should probably do that questioning beast specifically and they uh they dated yeah i can't remember if they've dated at this point or they're going to date uh we didn't mention this but beast is uh in his human form yes at this point or he's using an image inducer he just looks like a guy he's the only one who looks at all like he's in disguise um they decided to jet yes you know it, it hits the bricks let's go and we they uh, go back to their yeah we, x factor uh complex here and this is where we meet Artie. Um, who is a, yes. a young dude who uh, has a, a different physical appearance. He's got some, some, some big bug eyes and a, and a fleshy head. Um, and his power is the ability to like create these things that he sees from far away to create these like projections of things that he can see. Um, and so he sees that Rusty and Skids, and he's kind of bonded with Rusty a little bit, uh, but he sees that they are in trouble from the Brotherhood, and he rushes to tell uh, everybody's best friend, Cameron Hodges, about it, and is immediately just thrown out of Cameron Hodges' uh, <laughs> office. He's like, yes. get the fuck out of here, like, you little weirdo. I'm on the <laughs> phone. <laughs> this place is crawling with little monsters. I'm paying three ninety nine um, a minute for this. I can't, I can't afford you to distract <laughs> me. <laughs> And Artie just projects a phone card, <laughs> like a one eight hundred collect commercial. Uh, the uh, Cameron Hodge uh, was their government liaison for X Factor and a friend of Warren Worthington, who turned out to run uh, a really shitty anti mutant organization, and is the primary villain behind uh, the very first X Men crossover I read, and one that I I love and will do someday, which is the Extinction Agenda. Yes, um, he made a deal with a demon to become immortal, and his became a really cool, creepy monster. Uh, for that because he just hates mutants nothing nothing particularly deep about him but it was a long con like he seems like a good idea this is kind of hinting to us that there's something going on with uh with him uh he'd be nice to the little monster boy yeah um you know they all escape they get back uh Artie shows x-factor what happened you know, he, he drew his projection on the wall. Yeah. He's going to go after, uh, here. he's going to go after Rusty himself, but he wants to like leave yes. a trail for the X factor. So he traces yeah. his projection on the wall, which also very cool. Like 
really cool like use of powers there i think like it's just really yeah, yeah it's just a neat thing um so of course the x-factors show up see this that are like oh shit did he he did all of this and now he's going to the morlock tunnels we got to go after him because he's just a little kid um and sure yeah, enough that, that, that's what happens uh because yep. he immediately runs into leech um that in the subway because every i don't know if you know this scary but every x-men hideout is connected to subway tunnels everywhere like everywhere it just happens it's the way that subways love the work. way subways work in this yeah. video games are right mm-hmm. um leech is another little monster uh and he has bumps on his head and when he's around you can't use your powers yeah uh i my my first exposure to leech was reading um very early internet uh in, uh, use that stuff and somebody did an faq about the x-men and a frequently asked question that they answered in it was why gamma and rogue don't just have leech hang out while they have sex mm. and the person mm. who answered was just like well either like even if we put aside the ethics of using a little kid as a sex aid in fact let's not put aside those ethics. yeah let's, let's just know, keep like, those ethics full and, and, and like, foremost like yeah it's probably not good to be like hey can you play game boy and face the wall and <laughs> and put in headphones i guess noise canceling headphones and like a thin wall like so they're not in the yeah. same room but i think i think the problem with it is no matter what you do like you're still like you're doing it with the intent of using the child, which yes. is basically abuse at that point. Like you're, yes. you're just using the child for your own sexual gratification, even if you're not touching the child at all. Like it's still a thing. So yeah, child condom. Yeah. 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 Like specifically. <laughs> it's, to, it's, a yeah, it's weird. So it's, it's a terrible way to refer to it as actually. Leech, can you pull me out right at the moment? Cole, you know, it's, it's very weird. I made a tweet about Wolverine yeah. one time and Cole asked me if I thought that Wolverine had a moral obligation to like donate, um, like organs like or, or be a skin transplant person or whatever and i'm like and i, and I like I, I think he was just saying it to be funny but it, it just really made me think like why are you being so mean to wolverine like he's been through a lot <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's not don't we have a moral obligation to not morally obligate people to be that like a fucking like human growth bat or whatever like especially if, someone who's been through as much as james owlet yeah that dude yeah, let's been get you started here with origin yeah. <laughs> get you, um, have you not read the death of wolverine it is badly it's bad that's, <laughs> um yeah. The, the uh so he's, he goes on the sewer runs into that x factor are going to put on their x terminators outfit yeah to uh to go into the sewer mm-hmm. uh to this and try to find him uh including angel saying his famous catchphrase let's get down and get funky let's get down and get funky uh, hell yeah, <laughs> it, hell yeah. It, it amazes me all the time that um the x-men are so prominent in like um hip-hop from this era and like hip-hop and comic books are so closely intertwined because mm-hmm. like 80s comic books are fucking dorky <laughs> and it just makes me realize like so rapper, dorky. rappers are a lot dorkier than you than you realize when you I, I love it man it unlocked a lot of rap appreciation for me yeah was realizing like oh shit we have a lot of this stuff in common yeah <laughs> like um it, it's so dorky and it's so uh unefficate like they're so shitty you know again like of this era like they're they're constantly failing makes sense for mf doom to be like yeah fucking dr doom but it, it's weird when people are just like, hell yeah, dude, X-Factor. And this is X-Factor. There's a, um, you know? I don't think they're still around anymore, but there's, there was a group of like turntablists that styled themselves as the executioners. Um, okay. And they did a whole album and it was Mike Patton versus the executioners. 
and it was basically Mike Patton doing weird voice stuff, and then they would just like do turntablism samples right back at him. And it's the weirdest mm. fucking album that you've ever heard. But like, I listened to a lot of it because it was a lot of like X Men samples. So it's a lot of like I am Apocalypse <laughs> on like from the weird like audio drama <laughs> books or whatever. It's extremely fucking hilarious and probably unlistenable now. Like I'm sure if I went back, that it's shit would so be so dorky. Yeah, it'd be very bad. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, it's so beautifully dorky. Uh, these two little monsters are in the sewer and they run into Caliban, who at this point is a little skinny, big eyed guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically the same one that just died in, uh, yeah, yeah, in that X Force <laughs> we just read. Like, just a guy in a magenta jumpsuit. Um, uh, and Caliban time. doesn't really, like, of course, you know, Artie is here to tell them, uh, to warn them of trouble. Uh, and uh, Caliban doesn't understand that at all because, hey, he can't use his power. Uh, like, nobody can hear mm-hmm. that and that's when they hear a big screech um and that's where rusty and skids trip over uh tommy's body uh and just like what the fuck is going on um and then they realize they are being still being followed by the brotherhood of evil uh because they um see mystique and destiny and spider woman <laughs> just gonna laugh every yes. time i say it <laughs> and then spider woman <laughs> and then jessica <laughs> is there <laughs> uh blob sneaks up behind them at this point and fucks him up like uh just you know like literally uh grabs rusty and just slams his head into two walls like fucking like the charger and and left for dead yeah thwack thwack crack mystique says blob uh mystique's like hey we have orders to bring him in alive don't do this you're gonna kill him like this shit sucks uh and he doesn't get stopped by mystique he gets stopped by cyclops zapping him in the wrist uh here uh this is uh this is a classic superhero complaint uh, the mutant massacre really underlines how uh, superheroes being afraid to kill just results in many, many, many deaths. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, because the number of times in this crossover, people uh, put down a marauder. The marauder is just like lying on the ground, like forget about him, and then they move on, and then the marauder gets up and kills somebody else. Yep. It happens like ten times. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Uh, it's happening here too, where they're the trying to stop. Uh, you know. The blob who's trying to smash Rusty into paste by giving him some minor wrist pain. You know? Yeah. Um, good job on taking down, you know, the blob. Uh and of course they they're all recognized as X-Men immediately. Um, and then they are going to arrest him and there's a big fight. Um and yep. uh Spider Woman shoots her webs all over the place, which makes this thing a fucking nightmare to try to figure out what's happening on an need to give you panel. Mm-hmm. Um and the big like kind of through line is Destiny warning Mystique constantly that they need to get the fuck out of here because she can see nothing but death if they stay. Yeah, this is a bad sewer. Mm-hmm. Uh going on. Uh Skids is trying to get away with Rusty. That's all she cares about. Um Iceman uh, is helping and everybody is pulling their punches. You know, at this point still. Like Iceman, you know, freezes Pyro, but he's not hurt or anything. He'll be fine. Uh Cyclops bust him out. Uh even beast kicks him like everyone's using all of their powers on pyro <laughs> at this point uh you know all the x-men di- dogpile on him it would be really funny if they had just left him frozen and then we got the pyro get he just gets captain america 60 years later and he just wakes up <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying everyone ice fan is ever frozen yeah she just keeps showing up just keeps showing up every <laughs> once in a while and they're all like but you got you got ice man like, i got ice man dude i got ice man we we need the the 400 best super soldier unfreeze pyro uh the uh spider woman is making making a big difference this spider woman she doesn't shoot web she shoots energy webs mm. so they're still solid but they stop people and she can just generate them instantly 
she's fucking everybody up. Yes. Uh, down here. Uh, just like not, you know, again, not good at it. Everybody, you know, they're fighting, but they're not doing great. They're doing okay. Uh, until Destiny eventually says, no, no, listen, if we don't get out of here, we're going to die. And our Rusty, who we're trying to get, is going to die. Everyone's going to fucking die. Die, die, die. We got to go. And that's where. Uh, so she says, okay, uh, we're getting out of here. Mystique orders the retreat. Um, and they kind of like blast the wall down to separate the two teams from one another. Um, and then the X Factor or um mike Patton, the executioners whatever their name is in this one <laughs> um the exterminators like find rusty um and like he's alive but he's he's very much out of it um and cyclops says like hey angel uh you and gene take rusty back up we're gonna stay and um find Artie." um and they're like you know kids is like oh i want to go too and they're like we you're, you're just gonna slow us down and she's like no no no, i'm super fast i can go okay fine let's go yep because she she slides around. Uh they uh Beast, Cyclops, and Iceman are down in the sewer, you know, uh still looking around, you know, just like, oh man, I can't believe we saved Freedom Force. Those guys are assholes. We should have let the the people stone them. Uh, but this is cut off by hearing a scream over uh in the Caliban, the little monster zone, Caliban, Leech, and Artie, uh, as mutants start to die. We don't see this happen just yet. Uh, but this is them, you know, hearing that the uh, the death has come. Yep. For them. Uh, and then we switch the last page is the at the Pentagon where uh, Mystique shows up and is trying to explain why they didn't bring in any mutants. Um, and their kind of commander on this whole thing, uh, Valerie Cooper, is saying, like, hey, if you don't bring us results, you can get the fuck out. Um, you need to you need to do some stuff. And Mystique hatches the the the, the great plan of I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to poison their reputations in the newspaper. I'm going to get them. I'm going to send them yep. to TMZ. Sick them TMZ. I'm going to get Trish Tilby uh, to say that Warren Worthington is X Factor. Get a rare appearance of uh, Glasses Blob. I love Glasses Blob. Do we? Uh, Where's Glasses Bob? And oh, yeah, look at that. He's you see him down the there at the bottom yeah. of the page? Oh, that, must, th- hmm. that means he's like, um, he's probably like just losing that short-term vision. You know what I'm saying? He's probably like just hitting 40, yeah. losing that, that close-up vision. Aw, oh, poor Bob. Poor, yeah, poor Blob. Poor, Bob. poor me. <laughs> While we're yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so she's gonna she's gonna spill the beans on x factor um and then it says you know next issue fallen angel collectors i am don't miss it uh it is a very important issue of x-men yes um yeah but first is uncanny x-men 211 yeah um yeah. Ooh, why is it not going to the first page um i thought this cover was really weird until i realized this was going to be like a recurring theme uh, like the frame mm-hmm. around it is just a bunch of Marvel superheroes. And I thought it was really weird because like the center panel is Wolverine just looking <laughs> all like messed up. But then at the bottom is just another Wolverine. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what are we doing here? There, or if this, this issue had this whole crew in it, like every, every hero in the Marvel universe shows up on this club cranium. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but you know, just a cool, cool drawing of Wolverine. And we get our first reveal of the Marauders, uh, as a team here uh with the, this issue massacre uh we're getting a ground level view they're looking up at uh scrambler uh arc light um scalp hunter vertigo and uh riptide yeah standing around uh one of the worst designed teams in x-men history uh scalp hunter looks like shit uh harpoon looks like shit riptide looks like shit 
I just I think bad designs. It's hard for uh, me. A lot of them. It's hard for me to come up with like worse designs than this. Like Harpoon, even his his outfit is one thing, but then like just the weird haircut that haircut? he has. Yeah, like yeah. I hate that. That's he, not good. Is meant to be, uh, you know, a, a indigenous person, you know, uh, from Alaska, and I think the artist just did not know what to do about that <laughs> so so they made him like cut his own hair and like he they, they draw him like a uh uh like the the ice man like the guy they thought out you know the recreations of that guy and i i'm not saying anything about indigenous people i think that the artist fucked up yeah in this, absolutely yeah uh in this but yeah just like garbage looking crew <laughs> not not uh, good and i don't even think like even just idea wise like did not not great like oh you know good scalp hunter is mostly like metal but it's just like a metal shirt it's like metal pantsuit thing that he's got on like it's just ugly like it's just very very bad there's every almost the the unifying feature is the one exposed shoulder <laughs> so arc light vertigo harpoon and scalp hunter all have the one exposed shoulder and it looks so bad it's it is extremely uh, bad yeah i didn't yeah ugly ugly team uh this the important team so these are the the shit bags that mr sinister uh recruits um eventually they're going to get into these like these guys keep dying and it's because mr sinister just has backup clones of them yeah uh, which is really great i like them dealing with that uh and this whole thing this whole event that's about to kick off right in this issue super important x-men lore um this is actually uh something that uh, a bunch of cleaning up an experiment from dark beast from age of apocalypse again everything tying into stuff we've done um is the actual idea behind this and all these dudes hired by gambit um before gambit was about fucking so that is gambit's like big sin was gathering this crew of fuckwits and bad outfits so fucking weird dude um yeah it's just it's a lore you gotta love you know? <laughs> gotta love canon. <laughs> yeah. All lore is good lore. Mm. If you say so. Um, uh they they arrive the, uh, to the Morlocks and just start uh murdering people. Um one of the things about this is like most of these Morlocks are they're basically nameless and, and faceless people. Like they all have like little uh identities, but like for the most part in the comics, they are just there to be murdered. Yes. Some of them come back. Uh some of them are like featured players you know like uh like tommy or erg you know but generally they're just getting shot i like how there's an implied table boy sh- shooting here because they're all sitting around a table that immediately gets blown up first oh uh, i didn't, didn't even boy. think that could be table boy you're absolutely right uh, hmm. uh scalp hunter has guns and he can reconfigure his gun into different types of guns using bits of garbage from his outfit yeah this is uh his power uh so he shoots Riptide spins around in a circle. Real weird Riptide, who is uh, in uh, the first class movie, X Men First Class movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, little spinny tornado man. But this one, he specifically throws out uh, miscellaneous sharp things. Just little, they're not throw. <laughs> they're very specifically not throwing stars. I feel like somebody on the design was like, we can't make them to have throwing stars. Like, that's, that's oh, too played yeah. out, someone said. They're, they're varying numbers of points. There's six-sided, eight-sided, and ten-sided ones. That's so weird. And then tiny little, tiny little tridents. The little trident is especially weird. Um, yeah. But I will say, <laughs> like, little, this murders folks. Like, this is a very, like, this is a very powerful skill. Like, he is he is doing the Lord's work, killing a bunch of uh, Morlocks with this. 
He's certainly doing the Lord's work. Fuck these Morlocks. The uh, no, no, you're right. Like it is, and also uh, even this was. It's hard to you know overstate. Like bad guys killed people in comics at this point. Uh, this was the most characters you know who some of which were named and some of which could potentially be named like important characters getting killed in one time that I had seen at the time and was just like a really big deal like killed without ceremony you know ordinarily when a when a somebody gets killed it's a big deal these guys are just getting cut down yeah you know like metal hits them and they die like people you know uh this big dude uh walks up i think this is sunder uh is blocking uh the the little metal pieces and then scrambler turns off his powers so he's no longer invulnerable the little pieces of metal get into his skin and then scalp hunter shoots him ouch um one woman yep. one woman escapes using her power of acid um to, to melt the wall acid behind her. sweat gotta the love anarchist. gotta love acid sweat dude um yeah real weird that, that got brought like i thought that was really strange when the anarchist had that power mm-hmm. and then bam Here there's a warlock that has it too i forgot <laughs> um See, they go through the wall, the Morlock, excuse me, the uh, Marauders chase. Um, he's trying to go for uh, Callisto, but he gets harpooned instead. Um, that much worse. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. The acid sweat was a tick. Um, yeah. As, yeah. Uh, that much worse than you can do by being, than being harpooned by a guy that's dressed like harpoon. Like that's got to be the worst yeah. feeling in the world. Um, With harpoon's haircut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, kills him. Uh, more Morlocks show up. This is uh, where Callisto shows up uh, that morlock with the sweat was named cybel uh you know and Callisto makes a threat you know she's not not a slouch and they're just like you are way over your league like vertigo makes them all super dizzy or like knocks them down like they are here to kill not here to play the way the other x-men are i um, um we, we do get a brief frame where we see uh the <laughs> The mutant, I love this dude, Piper, uh, like, who is playing a weird yeah, tune on his flute, warlock. who is summoning sewer crocodiles and birds uh, for some reason, bats, assumably. Uh, yeah, I feel like we don't see. Crocs. Do we see the crocs again? I feel like the crocs. Does, I feel like it's a it's a it's a gun that's never fired here. We we do. I think that they get they distract somebody. Oh, okay. You know, but I think this is the end of Piper, which is sad because just having a pipe that sends a bunch of crocodiles at people is a. I want this guy in the X Men. Um, I, want the, I want this guy in the Avengers. <laughs> Come bring it, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this would be awesome. <laughs> like Avengers colon Piper. Yeah. You know, something like that. Piper, yeah. the 73rd Avenger in the MCU. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Piper Dynasty. Um so uh he's sending in all of his his alligators and bats in to distract the marauders. Uh we cut over to the school. Uh here, the uh school for gifted youngsters. Uh Danny Moonstar from uh, uh new mutants is there with her pegasus everyone else is doing farm work yeah uh here you get a rare appearance by farmer wolverine i love farmer wolverine um yeah also, also just like the fact that if you have a pegasus you do have to do like normal horse stuff to it like she's like washing yes. it and probably like presumably it needs like shoes yeah. or whatever i don't know um uh, yeah have you seen nope yet no i have not no oh man there's a there's some horse content in that. I'll be really curious to how it lands on with you. Uh, so. Oh, is that out for like streaming stuff or is it just? Uh, nah, yeah, I, that's what I thought. The uh, I don't know how common this is everywhere. So, Liv and I have like closed our COVID bubble a little bit, but we're doing movies when we can uh, choose our seat at weird times if we can sit like on the other side of the room from people. Yeah, 
uh, which has been we've been lucky enough to do that. That's been my my MCU and, stuff yeah. is uh, going on a um, like a weekday morning or whatever, and just like yeah. seeing that there's nobody nobody has reserved seating, um, and it's worked almost every single time. Like I've been not been within six feet of anybody in the movie theater since I've gone. So yeah. I gotta go see. Uh, still gotta go see Love and Thunder. Oh so. yeah, you're you're way behind on MCU stuff. I dude, I'm so behind. I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. Yes. Like I'm I'm really really behind getting COVID and then moving, like really snapped me out of it for a little bit. Um, that's fine so. you just skip moon Knight. it's fine it's no problem yeah <laughs> the, the uh the first episode's all right kanchu looks great yeah scary monster yeah. yeah um the uh so wolverine is cranky there he's like i want to help move hay and everyone and everyone's like hey you're still recovering like your healing factor you still need to heal don't do it and wolverine's like fuck this shit yeah you know uh he's being an asshole because he does not like being put out to pasture uh he fucks up their their pitchfork walks off yes, i mean I know this is in the eighties, but like that's at least a four dollar pitchfork. <laughs> it's gonna come it's yeah, gonna come yes. out of your car allow it's Wolverine. I'm just saying. Does Magneto still pay everybody yeah, one, in cars? Do you think? Do you think he pays everybody in no. like he probably fashions metal statues? Like, here's my art. I'm gonna pay you in my art. Uh, statues is great. I was thinking he minted his own coins. Even, <laughs> with his face on them. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Magnetokens. 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 Yeah. I can't That's stop good saying for that. One game of foosball, <laughs> Logan. No cheating. It's a wooden ball. No cheating. I am just as good. <laughs> I never cheat. Who wants to play foosball with a master of magnetism? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, Kitty Pride is uh, in the kitchen scrounging munchies. Yeah, here you know how, you know how that is, Gary. We're both children of the eighties. We we have to scrounge some munchies. I've before. scrounged a munchie. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this whole time, Magneto is thanks saying there's a huge word bubble coming out of his head of a six pack of Coke. So I assumed that he was pulling this six pack can of Cokes out of the refrigerator oh. and putting it on her stack of munchies. Because she didn't, she didn't scrounge a drink. I think you're right, but Magneto's power has never looked like this. No, never, never, ever in a million years. Like I don't know why. Like it, you should see like little bubbles above it or something. So um, little, little purple energy waves. It, re- it really looks like uh, or nothing. Yeah, um, just have it, it really be- looks like he's saying Coke if you were a sim. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's really bizarre. Um, and she, her, and Ileana are studying, so that they they need some they need some fuel, some homework fuel, and she just kind of floats yep. her way back up to the top. Um, meanwhile, Wolverine is kind of walking around the garden when Nightcrawler surprises him by just teleporting out of nowhere and then just collapses directly in front of him because uh, both him and Wolverine are not up to full strength yet. Um, yep, it's really weird that they pulled the I don't have my powers, and then the next issue is just like I've got my powers. They just kind of suck now, and without any sort of explanation. Maybe it was just in the previous issue or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah. he just practiced. Uh, you know, it, it was it was he's slowly you know barely getting there. They're gonna go grab a drink, uh, <laughs> and this weird humanimal pops up out of the ground. This poor boy, this poor guy, real yeah. short end of the mutant <laughs> stick. Yeah, just like I'm a purple yeah. and gray faced monster with like. What looked like hooves, but like pointed hooves, yep. which seemed like to eliminate completely the the function of hooves. <laughs> I've seen a Morlock, but you, sir, are you are a fucking Morlock. <laughs> you are like, you are the reason that they they went into the sewers. You're not. I mean, uh, nobody thinks that they should live there except for Xavier. But like, still, no. you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto feels neutral on the matter. Um, I like how he, even though he's this big human animal, like he still has Claremont. 
I like eat us, X Men. Big implore do I for salvation. <laughs> like strangers in the alley, they kill the Morlocks. I also, die. I also really love the idea of them bringing him into the infirmary instead of bringing the infirmary to him, which has to, would have had to be incredibly. That's so much easier. But yeah, and then they've got they him under him this the like eighty foot tarp for a sheet, dude. It's like, like, like double California King. Whose modesty are they protecting? Sheet. Like, did they take off of his his weird <laughs> pants so his dingling is out down there? Like, and they were like, oh, we got to cover it up with a seventy foot tarp that we got from. We were Lowe's. all curious, Logan. We all needed to see. Everybody it. wanted to know, Don't. Logan. It's a learning experience. <laughs> you, would <do> the, <laughs> you would do the same if you were me. Um, the uh, they're there with Betsy Braddock, classic Betsy Braddock, uh, as opposed to the Ninja Betsy Braddock uh who's the psychic she's the one psychic they have on the team now uh and she probes his last memory is of everyone getting massacred in the morlock tunnels yes uh here's you know magneto brings up you know he's like oh there's the horror of my child only this time they're mutants instead of jews <laughs> just thanks for spending that out uh spelling that out magneto um and wolverine you know because i like how there's this continuity he had had that leader talk with storm so rather than like busting his claws and walking out he's just like are we involved yeah you know he's deferring to her very cool uh and she's like fuck yeah we are like i'm leader of the the morlocks you know magneto you stay here with the kids uh but we're, we have to go down there um, and magneto kind of chafes at this right like because he wants to get into action and like this is something that he would really care about but uh realizing that like oh that's not my role anymore my role is to stay here and just really fuck up the new mutants just in a lot of different ways <laughs> yeah, well, psychological ways to decide which new mutants get how much soda exactly like i could yeah. single-handedly take out scalp hunter without a thought but it's really important that i disseminate these cokes to the new mutants <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh the x-men team iliana uh teleports them over to the uh, more like tunnels uh where they find callisto and a bunch of dead um and wounded uh um morlocks this is where the alligators were yes the, the so the alligators kind of chased off the marauders it's why callisto didn't, oh there is like, one little die. alligator in that frame i didn't i didn't really see that yeah. the alligator's just hanging out it's the one surviving alligator yeah. where's piper <laughs> says the alligator <laughs> it's all, all. Um, um, that's when vertigo attacks. Yep. Uh, real, real bad, bad scene. Uh, vertigo is like one of those secretly very effective mm -hmm. villains. It feels like, like, I, I don't know. I can't fight if I'm dizzy. Uh, and they're doing their one, two punch, like make everybody dizzy while riptide just throws a bunch of miscellaneous sharp objects. Yes. Uh, at them, um, rogue and Colossus get in the way, you know, to, to try to block, but they, it's really difficult for them because they can barely see. You know, they, they don't, they can barely stand uh, where they're at. Um, Wolverine, as he's talking about this, Nightcrawler teleports, kicks Riptide in the face, but it's the, like, the last teleport he does. It really takes it out of him. Yes. Or no, he, no, he doesn't. He teleports uh, Vertigo around, and then this is what w wipes him out. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, uh, he realizes, like, he's relaying, so Riptide is behind him, and Wolverine's like, oh, shit, like, he's about to get fucked up. Um, and then, like, yep. he tries to teleport away, and he's not able to um so no. he's he's down pretty quick yep uh, i like the idea of nightcrawler being able to counter vertigo because he's always doing weird upside down shit mm -hmm. he's very used to it uh nightcrawler got really fucked up he's bleeding a lot uh you know they're like oh we can save him you know they have to scrounge for bandages and stuff you know really really no good uh, and he's like man he should have been faster like made certain that riptide was knocked out 
you know, and that's true. Like you guys are just not at your best uh, here. Uh, Wolverine and Rogue both uh, swear revenge. Yeah, of course. You know, he he can run, but he can't hide. Uh, Magic, you know, take the wounded back to the mansion. Uh, and she says, should, we, should I come back with reinforcements? Should I come back with a new mutant to Magneto? And Storm says, you know, absolutely not. No. <laughs> you know, this, this is a, a killing ground. This is serious business. Yeah. Uh, we cannot just bring the kids into this. Um, we jump over to uh, Scalp Hunter, who is systematically murdering his way through all of the Morlock tunnels. Uh, yep. So he, and he breaks uh, in on, um, I can't remember this chick's name, um, but it's an old lady who's taking, who's like trying to shield some kids and uh, he just murders them. He just shoots them in the face. Yep. Fuck them kids. You know, uh, do not, do not try this on me. Uh, we cut over to uh, Colossus and Kitty, and they're just seeing bodies everywhere. They're hearing these gunshots and screams, walking through the sewer, just like walking over corpses. Like it's pretty dark shit. Uh, Scalp Hunter comes back out and is like, "My job's done. You know, your turn, Arclight." Like they're basically just taking turns doing this for sport because mm-hmm. uh, they're they're real shit bags. Yeah, they're not only are they um, <clears throat> are, are not only are they killing people, they're having a really good time doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a gambit found all the worst people he knew in high school for this shit. There's <laughs> like, all these douchebags. Uh, Colossus tries to get the drop on him by throwing a rock at them, but Arclight punches it out of the air. Yes. You know, and Arclight is super strong. Uh, we haven't really talked about her powers or anything. She has one shoulder exposed and she's very strong. Uh, she beats up Colossus. Yeah. Uh, knocks him back. Knocks him like way the fuck back, like across a thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really great pain where part here where, uh, so he's burying rubble. Uh, Kitty pride is shocked by this and scalp hunter puts a gun, uh, to her head and he's like, Oh, do you miss him? I can remedy that and tries to shoot, but the bolt goes right through her head. So, uh, cause she's shadow cat. Just dumb power stuff here. Um, just since, yep. since we like to delve into some of this thing when she's phased, do sound waves still hit her? Good question. Because they would have to. They would have to for her to be able to hear anything. But also, like, this would literally shatter her eardrum. And since sound waves are, like, physical objects, I'm curious if they've they've ever done, like, a a, a deep dive into any of that. In addition, so, like, the the, one of the famous Warren Ellis, like, trivia things about powers is that if you're invisible, light has cannot reflect off your eye. Mm -hmm. So you'd be blind if you're invisible. Do do light waves hit her? Do light waves hit her? I guess they do. You can see her. Yeah. Yeah, but that's an interesting form of intangibility where it's like just solid objects, but what constitutes solid? You know, we know she can go through water and go through uh, uh, solid, you know, like matter things, but it's some there's like a line somewhere in there. You know, mm-hmm. interesting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, he tries to kill her. He can't. Uh, and she's like, I can phase into you and hurt you and like kill you, uh, but I'm not gonna. Uh, and then leaves. <laughs> Um, just dooming so many more locks yes, to death. Absolutely. Uh, but also, you know, there, yeah. there is something to be said for not killing someone that you don't know. So yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I get it. It's just, it's funny that this is the consequences for it yeah. are just very high in this, the storyline, you know, uh, cut over to Wolverine and storm, uh, and rogue who are leading the surviving warlocks, uh, out, uh, through the tunnels, the ones who didn't get, who weren't wounded, who didn't get uh, teleported away, uh, here. And uh, they're moving real slow because they have uh, some people who are, you know, like walking wounded mm-hmm. there. They get down to the end of the hallway and a laser beam comes by uh, and it's an optic blast. 
they recognize it. Um, it's the original X-Men. And they're like, you know, oh shit, like we're about to have a fight. Uh, and no, that's not that going to happen because this explosion happens, which is um, psych- uh, excuse me, Colossus uh, just basically blowing a hole in the wall and like separating the two teams. So there's a lot of like, again, when we talked about things happening at the same time, like we're, we're going to see the other side of this at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the old lady who's writing was Anna Lee. Uh, that is the cover of Scorpion's Lady from the cartoon. Yeah, that's I knew I knew there was something there, and I, I could not remember it to save my life. So, yeah, yeah, uh, they're all just coping. Like they're all very upset about everything that's happening when uh, a harpoon lands, uh, and they're just like, "No, you you are gonna fucking die!" And here comes Scrambler, Harpoon, and Riptide again. Uh, and they say prioritize Wolverine. Yeah. You know, he, he is the most dangerous. Uh, and they um, do. <laughs> yeah. um, if I, it feels like Wolverine wins, you know, both men fall, but only one screams, neither dies, but that can quickly change. Uh, super cool part where Scrambler walks up to storm and tries to turn off her powers and she doesn't have her powers. Yeah. I love so that. She just punches him in the face. Just very, just very funny. Yeah. Just plap right yeah. in the face. Yep. Uh, and this is all going, you know, fine, you know, for our heroes until Rip, Riptide's like, fuck this shit, and just starts throwing miscellaneous shit like garbage. Yeah. Shrapnel at everybody. Literally just shredding you know, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And C- uh, Colossus tries to stand between between them acting as a kind of a shield, uh, but is taken down by Harpoon, uh, and it does not seem to feel very good. Um, and then we get this really interesting thing where Scrambler tries to turn off Rogue's powers. Um, and their their abilities are so similar that when they touch they just basically neutralize one another and they both collapse uh i think that's really really cool yeah it's it's really interesting uh harpoon tries to take this opportunity to stab rogue in the back but shadow cat jumps in front of it and she has to be solid to block the shot yeah you know uh colossus uh is fighting riptide who's throwing these little pieces of metal at him they they can't quite get into him you know but it's still affecting him uh, at this point, and he's hearing just like all these people scream from these pieces of metal, uh, and he breaks Riptide's neck. Yeah, like grabs his throat and just cracks it. You know, he's he's been pushed too far. I am absolutely like a, obsessed yeah. with this art in the the bottom right panel where he's like looking yeah. back and he's all in like a silhouette except for his eyes, which are white, and he just has these things sticking out of his body. Like you know, make your peace with your gods, Harpoon. You are next. Um, like Colossus has yeah. lost his shit, and that's very scary. Super cool. You know, the, like the dark side of just like how far can you push him? You know, it didn't happen uh, when he saw Kitty get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, which would make a lot of sense. Like that would berserk him uh, at this point. Uh, so yeah, he's freaking out. He's uh, he comes back. He's like, you know, where where is he? You know, where is uh, Harpoon? And Harpoon Scrambler took off. Yeah, you know, uh, everyone's kind of angsting about Peter killing Riptide. You know, and just being like, this isn't what you should be doing. Like, Ro, you know, me Rogue or Wolverine should be doing this. This isn't for Peter. He's gentle. Uh, and again, really cool development here. Um, Storm tries to help Kitty up and can't touch her. Uh, Kitty cannot turn solid. Yeah, she has um, lost the so She can't phase out this. anymore, uh, which is very funny. Yeah, and very good. Yep. Um, uh, she can't. So she can't speak. She can't make any noise. You know, because she can't push the the sound around or anything like that. This is going to lead to a thing that we I don't know if we'll cover it. It's part of like the extended omnibus of the storyline. 
but the uh, X-Men versus Fantastic Four, which is them trying to get Fantastic Four to cure uh, Kitty Pride, And then I think Dr. Doom manipulates them all into fighting each other. Perfect. Uh, which is kind of interesting to me just because I don't have not seen a bunch of X-Men with Dr. Doom shit, you know, or X-Men with Fantastic Four. It doesn't feel like a matchup that happens very often. Yeah, I'm actually I didn't even know mm-hmm. that was a thing. So I'll be I'll be I might dip into that at some point when I'm looking for stuff to read, because that sounds really interesting. I'm curious. And like, the I, it it answers the question, like, why doesn't so when something like this is happening, why wouldn't you just go to Mr. Fantastic and have him fix it? Yeah, he's a magic cure. all. You know? Yeah, <laughs> because the yeah. comic but the answer is because the comic would be boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, this is this is pretty much the end of the issue. And it's uh, some of which is storm just like like being sent like, you know, I, I led them here and I feel like this is this is a bitter defeat and Wolverine's just kind of encouraging her like, Hey, you know, it's not the war that counts. It's the war that counts, not the single battle. Uh, and we see storm who is like, this is, this has made her, um, even more committed to the cause of, of finding the Marauders. Um, and, yeah. and she's going to very specifically lead them to leave Wolverine to them so that she can, uh, so that he can murder all of them. Yeah. They got to go. Uh, this leads us into X factor number 10, uh, here has that frame with all of the, uh, every Marvel hero, but then just Cyclops staring directly at us. Yeah. But the, with a real frown um, on his face, like he just got told that he has <laughs> genital herpes or something like oh. all <laughs> he's, he's getting midsummered as we speak. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> why am I a bear? Oh, 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 geez. Oh, geez. Uh, big, big issue of, uh, in X-Men lore. Uh, coming right here this is uh you know louise simonson who wrote x factor but this walter simonson draws it uh, her husband this is back when i didn't hate his work uh if you're i still don't love it like i don't really understand why people love walt simonson's art but this was the guy who did the worst art during avx yeah did all that secret avenger stuff that just looked like absolute dog shit yeah um, this this looks yeah. okay um it's very stylized obviously um i don't really see a huge problem with it it's just uh it's just not to my taste as some stuff is like I, I don't hate it but it's not also it's not my fave so there's some weird proportion stuff that happens eventually mm-hmm. in it that's like hard to look at i think i don't hate it it's not as bad as it it was before uh but we have so another crew of surviving uh morlocks here uh just in another part of the sewers you know the sewers are really big uh they do not know what's going on yet they just they're eating hot dogs and they hear the screams and and shots where are they getting their clothing you know, from closer why did <laughs> i thought you're for sure you're gonna ask where they're getting hot dogs from well i'm I'm assuming there's a mutant power somewhere that just gives them a hot dog or gives them some sort of weird <laughs> meat like just like uh, like spider-man shoots stuff out of his his wrist yeah yeah in the movie just a hot dog slides out i don't think it's a hot dog i think mm-hmm. it's just a pile of meat that they fashion into hot dog using like a, sure there's another mutant who makes casings basically <laughs> if you get enough mutants together you can make boudin gary is what i'm saying and i think that's a that's a fun time uh and we should we should all... i am called casing <laughs> called casing i produce show you why i make sheep intestines come out of my fingers and everyone's like yeah <laughs> what the fuck man jesus christ like i, well, I just look normal sorry morlock <laughs> uh we can't have you around man you make sheep intestines out of your fingers jesus christ dude that's that's so gross uh, yeah. <laughs> did jimmy dean Husk make you like are you the jimmy dean weapon x program <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> uh, the, the weapon we don't know what weapon plus you know weapon plus sausage <laughs> weapon plus a biscuit weapon plus eggs you know? oh it's so gross you get a whole weapons grand slam yeah. um they start hearing shots 
um, and here comes uh, the Marauders to murder a bunch of people. Uh, and sure enough, they are they are straight up murdering a bunch of people. Uh, and that's yep. what they do. Um, meanwhile, Angel is carrying Jean um, with, and and he, she is carrying uh, Rusty um, using telekinetic powers as they are trying to get Rusty back to help. Uh, meanwhile, Skids is just skidding all over the place. Yep, just zooping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else uh, is is heading back, and th- there's nonstop dialogue. Uh, there's not a, there's not a whole lot to it. They're just saying what they're doing out loud because that's comics at the time. Uh, Cyclops, Iceman, and Beast who are still in the sewer. Are like, hey, we have to go find uh, you know, find the kid. They're talking about Artie. Uh, he's feeling a lot of guilt, uh, you know, because he they brought Rusty into this, and Rusty might be seriously hurt. Yeah. Uh, they stumble upon the Marauders uh, killing the second batch or third batch of uh, Morlocks here. Yeah. Uh, inclu- the uh, eye patch Erg, the eye patch Morlock is the uh, represented named Morlock in the zone. Erg. <laughs> Come on, dude. Erg. That's not a name. Yeah, that's a sound. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just, he's, he's, he also looks pretty normal. He probably just got sent into Morlock camp because of his name. Imagine picking you the know, name like Erg people get and, shunned into Morlocks. And, and then all of a sudden, like you have to go hang out in the sewers all the time. It's like, cause, yeah. cause what, we, what everybody ever talks about is like, cause this, like they, this, they make this whole thing look like vaguely futuristic and it's not, it's just like, it's just a bunch of brick and mortar and like soupy water. Right. Like that's all that this is. Yeah. Soup. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. it, it's everybody who gets hit by one of these tiny, this is why Riptide's so effective here is cause any cut instantly gets affected. Infected. Yeah. Like Riptide on the surface is not that big a deal. You can you can you know fight him with a bottle of <laughs> peroxide, but Riptide in the sewer, like you need to get on antibiotics quick. Oh man, have you had your tetanus um, shot? If not, you can't go fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's part of the prop, the Witcher prop to fight Riptide uh, before he has neck broken, of course. Uh, so they fight the uh, the Marauders uh, attempt to do it, and again, X Factor kind of sucks. Uh, here, you know, Iceman puts up a shield to block Harpoon and it can't even block that. It bashes his shield, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to, to fight back, but they're, again, they're really pulling their punches, not doing very good until Arclight does her move, tries to make an avalanche on everybody. Uh, Cyclops blasts this with a wide angle beam to try to stop it, but it creates a little division. Yeah. Between them. Which is like the fourth time that they, this has happened in this in this series, and like just Arc in this Light little like like day, like it's yep. yeah, it's. Hmm. It, light lives for collapsing the sewer to create partitions. Of course, it's, it's fantastic. It's her favorite thing. Um, we check in on Angel and Jean, who are still traveling, and Skids is still insisting that she can get them up there, uh, up there with them, and that's when they they do. They manage finally to get back to headquarters. Um. And uh, that's when Skids realizes that uh, they are working for X Factor uh, and it's treated as this like huge ordeal and she's going to storm out. Uh, and Jean Grey solves it in typical Jean Grey fashion <laughs> by almost murdering her accidentally. Yeah. You have a force field, so we can't touch you, but I can uh, surround you with metal uh, from, from things so you cannot get away. Uh, Cut back over to Artie Leach and Caliban, the monster crew. Caliban now has a cool symbol on his shirt. Uh, he didn't have the Caliban symbol. Yeah, they, it's like a half of a gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, and his, he's going there trying to save the kids. Sabretooth shows up. Uh, this is the first time he's shown up in this, even though he's classically a marauder. Yeah. You know, 
uh, fucks up Caliban. Also, this has been a bad month for Caliban for us on the show. <laughs> for real. Uh, this was also several hours ago, just to make this whole thing very, much, very confusing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this yeah. is this is happening before some of the other stuff. Um, uh, Cyclops just blasts Sabretooth as soon as he sees him, like, doesn't even hesitate, which I think is good, uh, but also doesn't use mm-hmm. the Force, which is bad, because now he is responsible for everybody that Sabretooth kills from here on out. It's Cyclops' fault. Yep. Again, Ice Iceman. Forget him, Psych. He's not going anywhere. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. Check on him. When is when is Sabretooth ever stayed in one place? Yeah, I don't. Uh, and th- he even says this kind of thing. He's like, "Oh, who hit me? Uh, figured I'd be down without my healing factor because Leech is around here." Even though that doesn't explain why Cyclops can still use his power, Leech is confusing. It, but uh, Sabretooth is basically like, "I'm just two man mode." Yeah. To to do that to get past it um we check in on the pentagon where mystique has unleashed her master plan to let trish uh connect the dots between warren worthington and angel and the financial backer for x factor which of course uh creates a big crisis with uh candy southern who is running worthington's company for her for him uh while all of this is happening um and she's also a little jilted because him and her have not hung out for a little bit so she's she's feeling a little like uh abandoned by him Yes. Yeah. Uh, cut back to the Marauders, uh, an area of the sewer called the alley, which is confusing. Um, we're Blockbuster, another uh, Marauder we haven't seen a lot of, who's a big, strong guy. He looks like a, something in a tall puck. Um, also, who's just strong, also with, punches. Uh, also exposed shoulder. Yeah. Just got to admit it. Got to mention it real quick. <laughs> it, is, it is the uniform. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice it until reading it this time that the Marauders all had that awful fucking visual motif. God, it looks like garbage. People, people yell at me because they say, like, all I do is complain about fashion in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad fashion out there. Oh, yeah. I don't give a pass to this shit, you know? Yeah. Um, you, like, yes, Numura designs look bad, but it's not like this is what I think looks good. You get, some, uh, you get some creative artists out there designing clothes when they've never really designed clothes before, and it's going to be a bad time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very few artists I've seen out there that do a real good job of, like, I, I, I joked about Kevin Wada earlier in the episode, but, like, go look up any of his stuff and he's like oh he's good at fashion and drawing x-men and he's really good at doing the two of those together so yeah yeah uh so he's just he's knocking uh warlocks into each other Iceman gives him some ice cuffs vertigo makes him dizzy you know they're just fighting yeah this is this is typical fighting stuff um vertigo really the mvp of the whole marauders thing of just like making every single x-man uh just slip around and not be able to do anything except for uh the one trump card beast who is uh you know uh, an acrobat so he he's able to he never gets dizzy because that's what acrobat's power is i guess (laughs) yeah Uh, kicks her in the face but there's no time uh so they they just continue to help out the the survivors and everything while she gets away mm-hmm. with uh with blockbuster again putting all those morlock lives on their hands uh Artie and leech are in the little sewer tunnel uh caliban is now gone and they're trying to to get out uh Artie sees uh the x-men or their x-factor here cyclops beast and iceman walking kind of wounded uh and knows where they're at so he's gonna try to head towards them yeah. If he can. Importantly, he had to walk away a little bit from Leech to be able to do that, which I you know yes. also need. Leech is just like, I'll just stay in this tunnel. And tunnels have been good to Leech. Yep. So <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why Leech doesn't just hang out in that tube all the time. Uh we go to X Factor where like subplot stuff's happening. Um so in the the relationship stuff with the X-Men, Scott and Gene have had a real weird relationship <laughs> since Gene came back to life and found out that he had married a woman that looked just like her. 
uh, kind of thing that feels a little weird. I mean, yeah. I think it happens to any relationship over like maybe 10 years old. Me, yes. me and Autumn went through something very similar, like when our, like sure. you're 13, 14. So, and we got over it, like, you know, the strength of the love and all that stuff. You just have to work together. It's about compromise yeah. mostly. So, yeah, I, I'm very curious that in my current relationship, who's going to end up in an egg at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, that's definitely, that's uh, definitely, whenever, you. I've, I've not met Liv yet, yeah, but that's definitely, I can just, I can feel <laughs> like you just have egg and ocean energy coming off of you at all times. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I've always wanted to be in an egg. You know, the first time um, you and I were on a microphone together was recording that bonfire side chat PVP episode way back in the day. And immediately I got off the, the thing and I looked at Autumn and I'm like, he's got big ocean egg energy. And she was like, I don't get that joke. And she's I'm like, you won't for like six years. Don't worry about it. You will. <laughs> in 2022, you're going to fucking lose your shit. <laughs> yes. The, uh, uh, so, so he's, he's, you know, angsting about, being an X factor and like how he backed them, you know, but they're doomed now because Rusty's going to get arrested and he's going to die. They're going to know who we are. I'm tired of all these lies. You know, I've been being a jerk. Scott's been being a real asshole. You know, Skids was right. We fucking suck. <laughs> you know, just really going on about it. And Gene's like, no, it's not your fault. You know, this did turn into a nightmare, but it's not on you. Um, and they have had some like romantic tension. Yeah. Uh, a little bit here uh you know they're just really good friends you know but there is a little bit of tension there since she's on the outs with scott yes uh for very understandable reasons and they they embrace uh he kisses her forehead uh at this point and it's the exact wrong time because candy Sutherland walks in and assumes that they're fucking even though they're both in full uniform well i mean in defense like when he because when she comes in worthington warren just like kind of backs off but he's got his hands in the classic yeah. boob honking position so like she probably assumed I, some <laughs> boob honking was happening i'm just i mean look at that look at those boob honkers he's yeah. got in that right the, there i mean it's it's they're they're, <laughs> they're across between a boob honk and like a witch casting a spell over our cauldron yeah yeah i'm, you know? I'm honking some spells <laughs> it's, it's, on your boobs that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> boob of newt breast of toad um you know doing doing magic there uh but yeah she's pissed this is a real like uh oh somebody got caught kind of moment yeah and she she throws her briefcase at him and is like you run your own fucking company uh and gene is like hey you should go deal with this uh rusty stable skids can stay with them i'm gonna go back down and and save the x-men i'm gonna go help them and so it leaves ward in this position to have to make a a decision to do i want to pursue my girlfriend or my not quite girlfriend and the rest of my team and he decides on the team um he's gonna go back down to the the sewers turns out uh this moment right here is the worst decision warren worthington ever made in his life yep uh you know this is the the fulcrum on which this character like becomes an angsty anti-hero over the course of like 20 years mm-hmm. right here uh him like i gotta go save my best friend and not go try to save my business uh back in the sewer the uh the marauders are fighting uh, a character named plague uh here the, every time they touch her she makes them very sick she almost kills Sabretooth here and harpoon is about to kill her at this point when apocalypse walks up behind him and fucking dunks his head Chonks to him to the ground my dude this is hilarious i love it this is so I fucking hilarious uh, and, and and he's just like hey plague how would you like to be called pestilence instead and she's like yeah <laughs> dude, okay I love I, he's got his hand behind his back it looks like i like to think he has a thesaurus back there absolutely yeah so he's just coming up with new names for for everybody very good yes uh i i have a real weakness for the horsemen i always thought they were super cool mm-hmm uh, and so this was, uh, 
you know, reading this and then reading into X Factor with this first stuff with uh, Apocalypse. They're like fucking dorky mechanical horses that they ride around oh, yeah. and stuff. This yeah, is yeah. all, put this in my veins. Super great. I, I love all this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, so he recruits Pestilence and then we check in with Gene uh, and Warren who are still trying to find the X-Men. Um, and they do in the middle of a fight. Um, yep. Everybody is fighting. We've got some new Morlocks here that we haven't seen before. <laughs> um, <laughs> they haven't run out yet. Yeah, they're just to keep no. coming on. Or new, new uh, Marauders. Marauders, I'm sorry, not Morlocks. Uh, yeah, yeah. because we, we get this one who uh, really shittily they designed like an off-model Iceman. Yeah, and they call him Prism. Uh, and I guess yeah. it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to shine my light. I'm going to refract light all over you or whatever. Uh, but it just really looks like like Iceman when he's fully iced out. So, yeah. And he's in a fight with Iceman. I do not know why they made this character look like this or added this guy to the Marauders. Like they just did not have enough fucked up dudes. Yeah, they were just to add steadily coming up with more uh, fucked up dudes. He refracts Cyclops's beam back at him, you know. Uh, and Jean Grey smashes him up against the wall. That's great. Uh, you know, Arclight and Scrambler get away at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the X-Men are doing okay here, but the Marauders do just keep adding extra Marauders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are they coming from? Where do they go? I don't know. Uh, they, the Gambit Rolodex run deep. <laughs> um, He's classic so Louisiana man. Is... He's got guys for everything. You get a prism guy? I got yeah, a prism guy. You need a harpoon guy? I got three harpoon guys. Yeah. You need a shoulder guy? Oh, I got a shoulder guy. Don't worry about that. Sinister's looking for someone to throw a spear. <laughs> Gambit got a harpoon guy. <laughs> um, so Beast and, and Cyclops got fucked up during this fight uh, here. Um, or Beast and uh, Iceman and Cyclops, actually. Uh, so Jean Grey's going to get him out. Yeah. Uh, she puts him up on a, a stretcher at this point, just as he's about to pass out. Cyclops says, you know what? Uh, Angel's a good dude. If I survive and he survives uh, this whole thing, I'm not going to stand in the way of the relationship. He can be with Gene. And he, do- you know? he doesn't tell anybody this. He's just thinking this, which is really <laughs> no, no. fucking weird. Yeah. I'll just go to my backup wife. I've got a safety school name of Madeline Pryor. Uh, you know, uh, so they take off leaving, uh, importantly, leaving Warren Worthington alone in the sewers. Yeah. Bummer for that guy. Uh, to go try to find Artie. Yeah. Which he does bummer. on the next page. <laughs> yep. Great. Uh, uh, and saves him. Yeah. You know, his sacrifice was not for nothing. He does get the kid out of there. But he's got a bunch of marauders who have cornered him at this point. Um, and they fuck him up. He puts up an okay fight, but he's just Warren Worthington. You know, uh, Vertigo makes him dizzy. He knocks her out, but a blockbuster grabs his hand and harpoon kind of hits him and everything until eventually blockbuster grabs his wing and then like breaks it Yeah, uh, here. And he's being strategic during this. He's like, make sure I scream really loud to keep them distracted and happy so the kids can get away. Yeah, he's he's he is trying to let the let Artie get out of here. And unfortunately, um, Blackbuster throws him against the wall and Harpoon uses his energy harpoons to pin his wings as if he was a butterfly in a weird weirdos collection. Uh, and that's where we leave off with him just pinned to the fucking wall uh, and the rotter saying, yep. hey, it's time to kill this dude. So, Huge, hugely important X-Men movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, moment. Yeah, this is the, this is, this you know, is like, yeah, his, his wings uh, are fucked up, which is how Apocalypse gets to him and creates the, the redesign uh for him real big deal the first of the uh i mean gene gray was the first of the the main x-men to have like this really really drastic 
tragic consequence, but mm-hmm. this one is probably the longest lasting. Like Gene kept coming back. This is just like every once in a while he has human wings, but he's never been the same as a character. Yeah. Uh, which is great because there wasn't a whole lot to him. I was about, I was just about to say like, that like it's and it was a good thing yeah, like yeah. as much as all of that stuff gets like teased and it's so much dramatic stuff like Warren Worthington there just wasn't a whole lot there by default right like we 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 used to make jokes about him just like throwing rocks at people while he was flying around so like in terms of dynamism in fight scenes one hundred percent and then even in terms of character like the the billionaire playboy who isn't Batman doesn't spend yeah yeah you know Batman or Tony Stark like we. And he's just kind of like another generic white dude. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have enough goofy energy, like say Iceman has, to differentiate himself personality-wise. In the original five, like he always felt like lesser Scott. Yes. In terms of personality, mm-hmm. uh, so this is this is a great turn, and just leads to a lot of weird, cool things uh, here. And we have the humble harpoon to thank for. Yeah, thank you, harpoon. We appreciate um, you and your and your <clears throat> bared shoulder to, to giving us this unique opportunity. Um, Oh, love that love that single shoulder love that haircut this is a so i was kind of worried at first when i started this uh just because sometimes mm-hmm. going back to the 80s especially with the x-men especially with claremont um even for the podcast is a little rough um like it's just there's just a lot of text to get through and i was like what did gary sign me up for why did i agree to this mm-hmm. uh but very quickly kind of got into the overall story and I don't know, man. Seeing these dumbass Marauder designs and seeing weird X-Men stuff is so much fun. And then Apocalypse showing up out of nowhere. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Why are you in the sewers, it Apocalypse? Le- <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> it just, it leads into such, <laughs> like imagining Apocalypse picking up a manhole cover. Yeah. And then climbing down a ladder. Mm-hmm. You know? It it just leads into a lot of cool shit. Uh, it, it's just an important, important cool event. You know? Uh, that happens here. It's also similar to the AVX thing. One of the reasons why I like the idea of this crossover is it's going to get us reading some other shit. Yeah, yeah. So there's a Daredevil issue. There's a Thor issue. There's a Power Pack issue. I know. I'm excited about that. Yeah, Power Pack. It's just a bunch of little kids. Yeah. What are they doing in this you whole know? thing? <laughs> oh. Can't wait to find out. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh. So yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um. And then just again, tons of affection because this leads into the Apocalypse shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Apocalypse is cool. Apocalypse has uh, never been uncool, except in that one movie that named X Men Apocalypse, where he was very uncool. <laughs> yep, just live live action Apocalypse, not great. Which uh, so which which celebrity darling was that that played him that said that he would never do a, do anything like that again? Was it uh, Oscar Isaac that did that? It was Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah he hated that. Yeah. yeah, which is very funny to me. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, then he's a he's a Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, so he is doing yeah, it again, but yeah. he's not doing. Um, I mean. I guess it's basically the same thing. Uh, I don't know. No, I, uh, I listened to, uh, uh, YouTube that was talking about the movie juggernaut, like from X-Men three mm-hmm. and how, uh, that guy eventually Vinnie Jones, like gave an interview and talked about how the original script had like tons of character development. It was like really cool. And he kept having meetings with Brett Ratner and Brett Ratner kept just saying like, no, no, we're adding that. We're adding that. <laughs> and basically lied to him the whole time, mm-hmm. which is just very like funny and sad. And he's like, yeah, fans are really mad at me about it. Cause I like ruined the character. And I, I was, I'm mad too. Like that fucking sucked. It's just like really interesting to hear his experience. Like nobody had fun working on those X-Men movies. There was, um, um, it was Christina Ricci 
an interview with her about the movie uh, Black Snake Moan. Do you remember that? I never saw the movie, but I just remember I, the trailer. I've never seen it. I, I certainly remember the trailer. Yeah, like, um, it's a weird, unsavory, horny-looking movie. And uh, someone at some like talk or whatever asked her about it, and she was like, yeah, like that movie's kind of a weird spot for me because uh, this I was sold on the script because it was this like empowerment thing, and I, the, the character had a uh, super good arc, and that's the movie that we made and we filmed. And then someone at the studio like re-edited it for like horny teenage boys. So of course it just makes no fucking sense, whatever. And it's just like for shock value. And she goes, I really, I just, I just, I like to disassociate myself from the movie entirely. And I, I just want her and uh, the guy that plays Chuggernaut to be like, yeah, <laughs> I feel the same way about X-Men. <laughs> <Get> 3. <together. laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's nobody who's making a movie like thinks they're making a shitty movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like every once in a while you'll hear a story where somebody will be like, yeah, I knew this was bad uh, when I was doing it, you know, but that's very rare. I think people do are kind of true believers. And then, you know, well, I think it just kind of they, they get ambushed. One of the reasons I like the movie. Um, uh, fuck, its name just completely escaped me. Um, not the big chill. Uh, it doesn't matter. The big short. Uh, get shorty. That's it. There you go. Uh, oh, oh, it's huh. because it does like it. One of the characters, like his whole specialty is making B movies and that they all know is pretty terrible, but everybody has like an extreme fondness for it anyway. Like they still like kind of give it their all, even though they're real budget movies. Um, and that, mm-hmm. that attitude is re- very endearing to me of like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this. And it's, you know, maybe it doesn't have the big budget stuff, but we're still going to do it. We're going to give it our all. And like, it, it just, it makes me think like, like you just said, like nobody is setting out to make terrible shit ever. Like they're doing their best to make the best stuff that they can. It's just, sometimes they're not very good at it. And then sometimes like weird yeah. shit happens. So like everything that is happening with Warner brothers right now is, is kind of fucking bonkers. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well. They're they're uh, they're going to cancel uh, Doom Patrol, and uh, that means you should watch Doom Patrol now that it's ended. There's a finite amount of episodes for you to get into because I think you would like that a whole lot. I I will. I still have to watch American Vandal because Will uh, gave me a very rare like I broke his composure, and he went, "Dude, are you serious?" Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and Will never does that. Uh, so Will Will did a dude. Uh, so I got to get through that, and then I also need to like I, I all the MC start stuff. watching Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff I'm behind on, and then me and me and Liv have been watching what we do in the shadows, which is out of all these things is the thing I most want to watch. Yeah, but that's the that's only watching that with that's her. That's the good shit. I love that show, um, dude. It, it's dude. dude. Uh, it it uh, but it is the perfect show. It's like the perfect. Silly. I was really worried uh, when they announced it, and even up to like right when we were about to watch it for the first time, like it was going to be like somehow. Because the movie is perfect. The movie is just the I- mm. ideal format. Yes. And like, it's so good. And I was like, they're going to repeat this stuff and it's going to be not as good. And instead it like just takes it onto a t- totally different level. And it's really, really fucking yeah. great. You're going to love American Vandal. Uh, that's, that's one of me and Autumn's favorites like series. Um, and it's, it's so goofy and corny and great. And uh, yeah, when he was recommending, when Will was recommending that uh, player show, which is like a similar vibe, but for like uh, for League of Legends teams, um i was like this has got to be the stupidest thing but like if it's that vibe like i'll in the first episode was fucking great like we were addicted so we're gonna go back and watch it that's great yeah great time for TV. autumn keeps looking at me going is this a real video game <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i don't know if you heard like when me and will when he first told me about that that uh the trailer for that did such a good job that i did not realize it was like a mockumentary oh really and I don't know anything about that game. Yeah, they're like, you know, when gamers think about something, they think about cream cheese. And I thought 
it was a real documentary and I was going to take that shit seriously. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that looks awful. Oh, it's so terrible. And I did not realize yeah. there was any fiction to it. That's so good. So, uh, no, I haven't. I'm so far yeah. behind on fucking Guppy, dude. It's ridiculous. I don't even know where I left off at this point. So last week was very good. So, no. anywho, uh, just us talking. Yeah. If uh, if you like this show, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Give us some money. Uh, in, we, in return, we, yeah, will, we'd appreciate we will give you content. Tons and tons and tons of content. It's a ridiculous amount of exclusive podcasts and episodes and content for you to consume and enjoy. Like a good little internet member. Um, yes. Do all of that stuff. Uh, leave ratings and reviews. Tell your people about podcasts. Sign, up, sign us up on your cousin's phones. Do all that stuff. We love you. Absolutely. Umbasa. Umbasa. At that by that point we had so many Morlocks it was ridiculous. <laughs>